And today we are live from the Green Griffin. The Green Griffin, that's right. And we need your help. Because James and I were just teleported here. Right, we were walking around and there was a big <laughs> ruckus or fracas or ruckus outside. We almost got killed. Someone is burning. That's right. Well, you could st- At first we thought, hmm, what was that smell? It smells delicious. It smells Isn't it a barbecue joint nearby? I smell bacon. That's right. And then this place is awesome. That's right. Oh, it was. It was. It was a dude. That's that's right. It's never good. So, so we jumped in. That's right. We were teleported to the street. We don't know where we are. Right. So we need your help. And if you know where, I mean, we know that we were on page one ninety three of the DMG. That's right. But we don't know where our characters are. We got transported to the street. It seemed this dude was shooting a death ray or a fire ray, and we know that we're not good at our saves because we're zero level fighters. So we dive, we we dove into this place called the Green Griffin. I like how you've promoted us to zero level fighters. I would just say we're we're zero level. Isn't everybody? You know that's an interesting question because I just assumed that everybody, like your nanny, is a zero level. Well, fighter. I guess I guess technically everyone is zero level then. Yes, you're like a fighter. You at least can like slap. Yes, you have zero. You have basically a 50, uh, 45% chance of hitting another person. It's kind of rude to fighters, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that a men-at-arms, uh, zero-level men-at-arms is the same as a zero-level. But uh, mm-hmm. you yeah. could be less. I mean, the DM could adjudicate in there. There's, there's, there's uh, less, I think, up to one minus one or something like that is even worse. But I could be wrong. It's yeah, because a zero-level fighter could take on a cobalt. That doesn't seem right. Uh, well, no, the cobalt's better. I think. Well, okay. I'll look at the charts when you're done. Okay, so we don't know where we are, though. So right. well, James was asking, was wondering if this is in Greyhawk, the Green Griffin, if it ever appeared again in a module, because uh, all we know is we're at the Green Griffin, and it's quite noisy outside. We're hoping this dude does not come right. a knock in. Emerical, the chaotic. That's right. Our, our dear friend, uh, the Chamberlain Most August from Australia, has said that. He saw it without... He said it was Emrakul, the cat. He knew about Without it. Without looking, he said. That's, well, he saw the page. That. Right. He saw the page and he knew what it was. So I wonder if, I'm sure people have, have used Emrakul. Right. I wonder sure if officially he was right. ever used. I'm sure there's a backstory behind that. So. Or a front story. Uh, After the perhaps one of you are the foot darting to the door. Absolutely, that is us. That's... David Thompson, please tell me, do you, is this just based on memory? Probably. Well, that's good. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I know, I'm this, I'm like, I want to. You're up the there. Dude looking out, right? Yeah. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Unless well, we were you. staying across there, and then I ran across, and you're like, come back in here, you idiot. And yeah, well, he's saying I'm this, one of us is this guy running up the opposite. And that's you. That's me with the baby? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you're... I don't think so. That's right. So, all right Only so... because children are, that's way better. So, so, but you know, it makes sense because we're having outside, we're here, James and I, right? We're right. here. And there's a lot of business going on outside in the real world. It's a little bit like being in the Green Griffin right. with Emrakul the Chaotic out there because we got a tropical storm. We do, yes. Well, a week ago, the weather was perfect for us. Some of our northern friends were still thinking it was a little warm. But for us, it was in the 80s. It was beautiful weather. And now uh, there's a tropical storm going through here again. 
and uh, they probably would have liked this weather. It's cool and dark. And I said to my, I said to my daughter, I said, you know, it's pretty cool down here. I think it's in the 60s. And so, of course, she looks it up, and she's like, it's 78. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, it felt cool. It yeah. felt cool, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Well, shall we start talking about yeah, let's, these? All right, yeah, let's let's get to our next segment. Uh, let's do that. Because I'm excited to talk about these. I'm ready to learn, in all honesty, and I'm not joking around. Because I find as a DM, when there's a thief in the party, having me as a DM adjudicate some of these abilities when they try to do things right. is tough on me at times. And so I'm looking forward to us talking about this, um, is exactly what the abilities are, how you play them. Um, and maybe before we start talking about the thief material, I could talk a little bit about the history of the thief, and I yeah. can talk a lot. And um, That'd be great. thanks to, uh, to Rob from our local group here who pointed out this playing at the world.com uh, and, and other people have done a lot of research on the origins of the class. It was interesting. The thief class was proposed by, it was a group in Santa Monica, California. Mm -hmm. uh, this group, uh, it, was, it was being run at Arrow Hobbies out in Santa Monica, California. Apparently a well-known uh, group. Gaming group, yeah. Gaming group. Apparently Arrow Hobbies is closing down, sadly. Mm. But Gary... I. I assume it's pronounced. Did it just close down? It's, I think it is. I think wow. it's it just it's, it's closing down. It or just closed down. It's closing down soon. Arrow Hobbies apparently. I had not heard of it. Yeah. Gary, I assume it's probably pronounced Schweitzer. Gary Gygax had misspelled his name. He put Schweitzer. It's Gary. It's either Switzer. Switzer or Schweitzer. Yeah, Switzer. Maybe it's Schweitzer, and that's why he 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 misspelled it. But apparently, a player in Gary Schweitzer's or Switzer's group out there had proposed a thief. And so they were using a thief class, and, and he had talked to Gary about it. And Gary, in 1974, in a fanzine called Great Plains Games Players Newsletter, wow, um, were sketched out the thief class. The first I love time. that typewritten thing, like it's a, an official uh, NIH, National Institute of Health kind of document. Oh yeah, and you mean like, like the uh, the font? That's oh, being... it's the old type. Typewriter. Exactly, it's yeah. Old typewriter. And Rob from our group has found that and uses that for his character sheets. Interesting. And it really is actually when he's fleshed it out in 1974, it's basically the thief class that we know from One Eat. Okay. It's got all those different abilities, and so I thought that was very interesting that it came from a playing group. It wasn't Gary's idea. I think a lot, I mean, the number of outside of the core classes. That Illusionist, that was the case. We talked about that. Yeah, so one could argue all that's, these fan favorites are not that great. That's right. I'm just kidding. Well, that's Sorry. right, because they're not Gary. They're not. They're, well, well he's blessed by Gary. Yeah, Gary it's fine. Uh, thieves are fine. So, the thief. Wait, whoa. I'm sensing there's some hostility. I need to know if there's like some subset. Is there some like hostility toward the thief class that you have that I need to know about? Well, the thief. Because I love there, there's, love. Love the thief. The love there. There is a. There is a. Uh, I, I think it's. I guess it's hate the hate the hate. In this case, hate the player, not the class, kind of thing. Oh. The people who play. You're talking about me? No, the people who play thieves. I'm in the room. Be, can, I understand. Can, can be problematic. Why? Uh, they're over. They're abusing. Well, like like illusion, like illusionists. So illusionist thieves is what you is what you're saying. Well, they're the they're, they're the separate part of the what makes them annoying. You're so, upset about the comment about the pills. I didn't know you had a thing no, with the days of the week. It's, I didn't it's know okay. that. It's okay. I'm, it's I'm, I'm hanging in there barely day by day by day. Going to the <laughs> That's doctor. That's your cure light wounds. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you're praying every day. That's right. I'm taking this pill, trying to keep it going. No, um, the so. I think the fighter makes a lot of sense and is easy for people to wrap their head around. The magic user is a difficult class, but 
you know, when you think of wizards, swords, and sorcery, perfect. Right. The cleric is a not you know, there's not again we've talked about there's not a whole lot of archetypes for them, um, but they have a valuable utility need. They 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 straddle between the wizard and the the fighter. I think the tension becomes. Because the two things. One, the thief has skills that no one else has, which is great. But then it causes these awkward things. So if you have more of a pulpy uh, type of adventure, like you know Conan. Conan could climb walls and do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was more of a thief than a fighter in some ways. But we envision him as a fighter. Uh, so you get these scenarios where only the thief can do certain things, which you would think most people should be able to climb a wall. Right. Now, again, climbing wall... Sheer up there, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. So again, how the DM adjudicates some of this is very important because if you just hear, I want to climb a wall, and they were very stickler, like, well, you can't do that. Well, then you've got all these people who can't do anything. The thief has to climb up there. And if you don't have one, you're out of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second reason it's problematic is because some people play them as, I'm constantly going to rip off the party members. I'm constantly pickpocketing the barkeep. The, Which is interesting because I think Gary the store went, person. I think somewhere Gary may be talking about XP, the one, two, three, four, the scoring yeah, business, how right. well you've done. Is I think mentions that the thief is expected to steal a little bit of treasure from his own party. Right. And that's actually, you know, I think in a lot of groups that's verboten, right? It, it's viewed as you're being a jerk, why are you screwing this up? Right. You're t- you know, you're talking to the quest giver as we call it now. You're talking to the Castilian at the Keep of the Borderlands, and, you're, yeah, and all of a sudden, the note, the infamous note gets passed to the DM. Or it's just blatant. I, I walk behind him, and I, and I try to pick his pocket. Or, and I think, in Gary's talking about, I think, steal from your own party members. Right, steal from them. Or when you open the chest, uh, you know, don't announce what we found. Tell me, you know, write down. That stuff doesn't bother I've me. I've played games yeah. where the, anytime the thief does something, he expects me to write down all the stuff and I'm supposed to hand it to him, and then he, then he announces what he found. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if he's just going to announce it, you might as well cut to the chase. Well, no, he announces what he wants the party oh, to Oh, I see, right. He, he's right, got the right. list of things. Right, right, right. He's, he's got a list like this. He's like, right. I found three gold pieces. That's right. Yeah. Or and I, you've been writing for like five minutes? Right, yeah. exactly. So that just causes... Drama. I think it shouldn't cause drama because I think the other players, it, look, it should cause, in my opinion, fun in-game drama, but not drama among the actual players. So in other words, that's what, you, you, that's what thieves do. It's at make, right. It should be fun. Which it's is, just, which is why they, where's that famous one where they turned them upside down and they're, they're, yeah, there's right? a picture, I think it was in either B2 or one of those where they've got the halfling thief and the guy's shake, you know, dumping out his money. I think if you have players who are going to play with that, that's fine. But a lot of players, and I think especially as we've gotten older, we have four hours to play. We have three hours to play. <laughs> you're, you're, we're trying to get into the dungeon, fight things, yeah. and kill things. Yeah. And you know, we got one guy talking, haggling the, the, the shopkeep to get three copper pieces while the thief is going around trying to steal you know, this uh, backpack that's from true. that. Yeah. And the other people are just sitting there going, for the well, love that, of God. That's please. true. I agree with that's that. That's the that is how it's played. Yeah. And I think it's it is a form of play that should be honored. I mean, there's something about that that you know, I'm just you know, I'm just playing my character kind of thing. But the party better be the rest of the players who are playing better be willing to do that. Yeah. Okay. As well. So I that, that. that's what it leads to. Um, but it's not really the class. I think the thief as itself 
um, for all its, uh, it actually has a lot of negatives when you look at it. It's, it's actually in some ways underpowered. It's overpowered, it, 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 it swings wildly is the issue. A fighter is good pretty much everywhere. There's something to fight, it can fight. The magic user is pretty much, once it gets spells, a thief, like a druid, like some of the other ones, they're either super useful or they're not useful at all. So, that's my take. So let me, and I'd like to find, right, because I know David Thompson, right, the Chamberlain, mm -hmm. has mentioned he doesn't, you know, like stealing from the players. I'd like to see if I could find, you know, where Gary talks about. It might be on page 86 with gaining experience level. So he talks about clerics who refuse to help or heal and do not remain faithful to deity, fighters who hang back from combat, magic users who seek to engage in melee, um, and thieves, well, this is thieves who boldly engage in frontal attacks or refrain from acquisition of an extra bit of treasure when an opportunity presents right. itself. Right. I mean, it's, it's baked in the rules. It's, it's and, you know, the first... Yeah. So, the, maybe, so, so isn't, is that stealing from your... I mean, that's stealing from the party. If you're right. stealing... Well, you're not stealing directly from the party. Right, you're, you're not picking their pocket, but you're basically doing the same thing because you've well, got an agreement on sharing treasure. But you could argue, again, let's use the, uh, if I was from the thief perspective, and again, the first sentence that says, the profession of thief is not dishonorable, but it's neither honorable nor highly respected in some quarters. So I'm you know, using, the, uh, using the Hobbit as an example. He, he took the most important thing out of all of it and didn't let the rest of them know, right? Oh, the ring. Right. That's and, true. and he took the Bilbo. most danger. If you look, if you took it from the, uh, you know, from the perspective of Bilbo, I'm the one who has to sneak in there. Yes. And and try to figure a way. But shouldn't to... you have negotiated that in advance? Right. I mean, in the in the player's handbook, there's a discussion way at the back, right. isn't there, about yeah. distribution of treasure? Right. And so you need to have. If you've got a thief, should you have this conversation up front? And but then there's the. The page in, in the DM guide, uh, there's no honor among thieves right. and other people. And you know, there's nothing more exciting to kick off an adventure with an extended discussion about forming a contract right. or division of treasure. Perhaps you could do that. You could come up with, that could be a solo, Patreon only, where you discuss writing right. up contracts. We could make up examples. Right, different, yeah, you're different clauses. We could create form contracts. That's what we will do. Other people like Carlos Leising and Victor Orsa write great adventures. Right. We draft form contracts right. for division of treasure. We've heard of this thing called session zero, where everyone gets together. Session zero. We should be session zero specialists. That's, right. That's all we do. In fact, session zero. We we come in for session zero. Bring us in. Bring us in. We'll handle it. That's right. We'll handle the whole thing. You got a thief? All right. Let's get this out on the table, thief. All right. So everyone, what's your alignment? That's right. Well, disclose your alignment. We got to get it all out. Did in the you open. all read the pre-conference uh, notes? We we provide a sample of the draft contract because we're on term seven mm -hmm. of this exactly. contract. Exactly. Right. Turn, please. That's right. Turn. Initial. That's initial right. here, 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 exactly. here, here. That's right. <laughs> we we we'll make sure. Yeah, we'll re we reduce drama. All right. Binding arbitration. We we'll just travel across the country I to think session zeros. Session zeros. I think Dan and James are here. <laughs> Dan and James. We're here to adjudicate. We got a little briefcase. Briefcases. <laughs> Open it up. Please read this. Absolutely. This. Right. I like it. I think. Well, there's a niche for it. But um, you could argue, I'm the thief. I'm the one. So there's a locked chest, right? Yes. We know there's. We've beaten the ogre. We know. Or, right. Or the wizard or whatever. Locked chest. Probably it's trapped. Thief right. opens it. Right. What am I going to negotiate that guy's at that rolling point? in his first right. level. Right. He knows he's terrible. Right. He's Everyone ter knows he's awful. Right. He's or, like a what, 20% or, or there's chance. a gate. They see the treasure. They can't get it to open locks. He's the only one that can open locks right. except for the magic user if he has not. But the fighter is saying, but I just killed the ogre. Yeah. What did you do, thief? Well, you tried to hide backstab. It didn't work. 
-hmm. Right? I mean, everyone's going to be complaining. The magic users like, I cast a sleep when I'm maybe. Everyone's. Yeah, but that's that's one way of looking at it. But I'm the one who's taking the poison that there's no save. Everybody thinks they're the best, though. Well, but that's where the coinage, you know, a little slip of the hand, and that's where they get a little cash. So if that, they're not doing that, you need to give them a two or lower when right. you announce their experience score, which is, of course, the most fun of the end of the which adventure. We, which we should be providing forms to do performance evaluations after each session. We can create, we should, we should create a form. Performance evaluation? The one, two, three, four. Right. That'll also be in the... Well, look, I think we do 360 evaluations. What, how, do you think, uh, how do you think Saul did here in this adventure? What's a 360 evaluation? Where each other party member evaluates each person. Because, yes. Definitely. That's what they evaluate. That's and you fun. can't give fours out or ones out to everyone. You have to give one, 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 two, one, three, one, four. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Rank the players. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says fun. Everyone say something negative, positive and negative, negative about right. each player. Yes. Oh, that would be... That's like a group I want to be in. Yeah. Well, how many people we have in our group? 200? There's not going to be 200 soon if we start that. There'll be people bailing right. on us. Shall we, t- shall we start with, can we go on page, shall we start with talking about who can be a thief? Right? And, and what level? Because I'm just going in the order, right? Sure. that's the first thing that's you would fine. hit, isn't it? Oh, wait, what do you not, you don't want a five in what? If I have a five or lower, I must be a thief. Do you know? I don't know. Oh, what? It's right here. What did you say? What was it to roll a five, if I roll a five or lower, and oh. I want to be a thief, I must place that five or lower in which character ability? Wisdom. You are right, sir. Yes. Now, the question is, that's very impressive. Now, the question is why. So what does this say about thieves? They're not very wise because they're, like, going to end up in the clinker? Well, do you want to live forever kind of thing. They're just, yeah, they're committing acts of wise people don't usually acts that would put them in jail or get them killed. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, so you should put, if you want to play the... The typical thief, you should play your lowest score in wisdom. Right. Okay. I think you should have a high charisma. Sure. I think that can be very helpful, right? Yeah. A lot of character classes, you dump the charisma. Yeah, that's the, the archetype, you know, the, the suave, debonair thief, you know, the... Right. Well, well maybe. Could be. I mean, it, you could also be could like be the, the low Yeah, it could be like the burglar here on page right. 27. Who's he doesn't seem suave. He's not even wearing a shirt. Right. <laughs> He's very hairless. <laughs> right? Where's... Yeah, we'll get him, that iconic. 27. But you know what? You know why he became a thief? Because he's got those long arms. And he doesn't have shoes. He needed a thief. Yeah, he has no shoes. He has pants. No shirt. He has a knife and pants. He's just starting out. Yeah, that's right. He can't even afford. And, but, he, but, you know, he has a really long arm. He does. That arm is not proportional. He's it a, is not. He's, he's, like a, he's like an ape. He's Larry the left, Lefty. Or a gorilla, yeah. Larry the left, the left-leaning... Uh, it's enormous. Right. That's not proportional. If we could adjust that, I think it would go down to his ankle. Right. He's, right. he's like leaning over there. But, yeah. yes, he, you have to have you know, no wisdom. They're, I was, okay. they're perceived as not being very wise. Okay. So, who can be, James, who can be a thief? I don't think there's any exclusion to being You're a thief. right. This is awesome. What does that say about the thief? Because anyone can steal. I like it. Anyone can steal. And, of course, there is only one class, one, one race. race. Yep. That is limited, and that would be? The half-orc. You are absolutely And I don't understand that either. And, and there's something, we've talked about this before, and my friend Edward picked up on this. There's something, I think it's a typo, but people argue, no, it's not, because you can have magical adjustments. It says on footnote nine, one of our footnotes, this will be in our asterisk, right? right. Asterisk and asterisk. That's right. Um, AF. AF. The a- have you consulted the AF? Rules AF. Rules AF. Have you not read the AF? That's, that's What's wrong me. with Rules you? AF. And the Grognard's Guild presents right. the Rules AF. AF. That's right. We have so many projects. 
We need well, more Well, I think there's, I have so many projects. Yeah, we need the... That's I, right. These are your projects. Yeah, these... You have so many projects. Half-orc thieves with a dexterity of less than 17 are limited to 6th level. Those with a dexterity of 17 are limited to 7th level, but they can go to 8th level. What is odd about this? Because their max dex is 17. Exactly. So we've had this debate before. Some people will say, that's not a typo because you can have magical can increase it. I tend to think it was a typo. I, I believe Gary it's a typo know. because the, the maxes and other things max to the level, the ratio right. level. How do you play it, though? I, I've never had a half-orc thief that's lived that long. I would play it that you're living to seventh level and you need magical. Because I would play it right. as written. I'm going to assume, right. look, it's a type, maybe it's a typo, right. but... Yeah, but then if, again, if you I, got Gauntlets of Dexterity, for instance, and that goes back to this type of thing, where you have a way to magically improve it. Then if you lose those, do you drop that? Well, you then, yeah, lose your level. potentially you could lose your level. Okay. And a half... Well, you know, there are other typos, like the Halfling Dexterity. Right, the infamous... Uh, 18, it said Con 19, and Gary later... Said, said it was Switch. Said it was Switch, so... Okay, so everybody else is unlimited, which is pretty awesome. Yes. So if you want to be a thief... So these are, let's start with the pluses. Number one, everyone can be a thief. Number right. two, of all the experience uh, levels, they are the least, you need the least experience to go up in level. They're always the first one, right? The right. thief is always like, woohoo, I'm second level, and everyone else is like, boo. You're, because you, you, yeah, you only go 1251, I think. 1251, you can become a footpad. Oh, and let's get this clear. You've not heard us say at all, rogue. Right. To us, a rogue is a first-level thief. That's right. But it is a you're you're a thief. You're That's not right. a rogue like we, in later. Look, you are. Your job is to steal stuff. And there is or no, burglar would have been fine too. Which is what? What's levels burglar? Burglars. Oh, that's fifth level. Oh, fifth level. What's interesting is when you're level one in parentheses it says apprentice, which is interesting because usually everything else you're an apprentice before. Right. That is interesting. One. I don't know if he really means, to get really mean on Because they don't say that in any of the other ones. I don't think so. If you're a prejudicator <laughs> or, or a veteran or a or if you're, acolyte. Or if you're a fifth level cleric. You're nothing. <laughs> um, you're perfect <laughs> back in the day. Mine's That's right. It, was, it didn't say prefect. Is that right? It That's said right. perfect. It said perfect, if I remember correctly. You know, I, in all honesty, the lack of typographical errors is actually quite impressive. Seriously, because, you know, for all of us who have written a lot of stuff, right. it's very easy to have a lot of typos, in all honesty. The fact that Gary didn't have a lot of typos. But we, don't, we also don't have a company that we're publishing stuff to. I know, but what was TSR? Wasn't that just, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess there was a decent amount of people by the time. Right, the these books. I, I give a lot of, you know, anything pre-OD&D, you can have as many typos as you want. They can white that out or scratch it out. But right. when you're printing a published book... I guess so. someone should be doing it. But these are complicated. And so. no, thie no thief in OD&D, &D, I don't, right? No thief in OD&D, &D, right? Because I think, right? I believe that's later, right. 74, OD&D &D was already out. Probably right, it came out. Right? It was, it was, I think it, came, it was in one of the supplements. My oh, was it made the Greyhawk supplement or something? Yeah, which, uh, which supplement did, for those folks out there, that OD&D came out? I don't I'm going to guess Greyhawk because I feel like Greyhawk had all the stuff. Yeah, I that was kind of the unearthed arcana of that. Ooh. Oh, I said so that. So back in the day, I would have been like, I don't play with Greyhawk. No, just core books, baby. It's too crazy. Just two, three. Okay, so yeah, these you home, move these up. Are, these are home rules. Yeah, so they move up relatively quickly, but that, unfortunately, is counterbalanced. As we talk about experience and levels and the cost of training can be problematic. I've seen many in our campaign yes. where... The thief wants That's to go right. up in levels, but they don't have enough money. Because they're, they, right, they move up so quickly in experience. Right. 1250 is what you need, but you need 1500 experience points, 1500 gold pieces to train. And the players always want to say, okay, well, the whoever, dwarves, give us, you know, no. Yeah. And then they're always like, okay, I want to take out a loan. And I'm always like, 
well, what's your credit rating? I mean, seriously, you know, are you a good, I mean, the money lender right. isn't gonna loan, you know, so you're a bunch of low level adventurers. The mortality rate's really high. You're right. high risk. I wanna loan it to the guy, the shipwright. Yeah, the farmer. The or farmer, whatever. the shipwright. The, the problem uh, is the volume comma. of money you're going to need, 200 gold pieces, that's a substantial amount of money. You know, for adventurers it's not, but for the normal townsfolks, 250 gold. Let's say you had 1,250 gold. You, somehow you got 1,250 gold. Yeah, that's an enormous amount. Right, and you only need 250 gold to get enough so you can do 1,500 per level. Per, based on, your, and you're assuming you've stolen everything that you've seen, so you got a one rating. Mm -hmm. That's 250 <laughs> gold you need to get from a money changer. That's, yeah. that's not going to happen. No, in the Thieves Guild, I mean, look, I think Yeah, how much you, is the Thieves Guild going to give? Yeah, but you're getting, you're getting training from the Thieves Guild, aren't you? So I always assumed the Thieves Guild makes it easier for you to find someone who will, uh, will you can be an apprentice to train you. I don't think the Thieves Guild is giving you a break. I mean, do you play that Thieves Guild gives you a break? Well, a I, discount I certainly wouldn't give them a break. What I would argue is, is that a lot of places don't do this, and, and this is an area that DMs should do more, is that pretty much... If there's a, uh, a civilization, you know, the idea, we, we don't live in the world anymore, thank goodness, in most of the places we live, of the idea of mobs and gangs. But, you know, 150... Wait to Aurelian. Right, right. There's two, I love this, in Aurelian, there's two power structures. There's the council and the mob. Right, so, but most, you know, it talks about thieves' guilds. It talks about basically any town of any significance. It's going to have, it may be two people of the Thieves' Guild, mm -hmm. but there's going to be a Thieves' Guild. Right. And if they start seeing people stealing, and it's talked about that. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a, you're going to get the knockover. Oh, you're, oh, yeah. It's not going to be freelancing. Right. And if they hear a party's going into a dungeon and you're showing up, you need to get a guest visa or something like that. So I would argue, and again, I don't do this and I probably should do it more, is, hey, Bob, the thief, you're now, you want to be second level? Sure, we'll help you with second level. But you know, the 10% that we normally get is now 30% from you, that you're going to give us more of your money back. Because you've been going out. A, you've been going out, and B, we're going to give you the, two, we're going to train you the extra 200. You're still going to give yeah. us 1,200. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to give you the 250, but you're going to pay right. it back because so, all the score is 30%. And you're going to have to steal from the rest of your party. Right. So it's a big negotiation. Right. Well, and I don't, it doesn't surprise you that you don't do that because we have limited time now. Right. And that's time consuming. But that's what you would do. You'd force motivation of the thief. He's got to pay his debts off, just like a Smedley did. Right. It would be that kind of scenario. Right. Uh, right. Smidgen. Smidgen, excuse me, not Smedley. He, he, he had other problems. Never mind. We're not going to talk about <laughs> Everybody that. Everybody had problems. Everyone's got problems. They're gnomes. <laughs> In that game. They were all. Listen, if you're going to hell, that's I mean, right. you know, you got you're problems. not typical, right? Exactly. I mean, there's, exactly. You, you got something going you on. You got something going on. You're heading there. But that's. that's um, you know, because again, what if you don't allow the thieves to go up in level timely, then they're going to be underpowered. A fifth level thief is not as good as a fifth level magic user, which is not as good. You know, fighter fifth level, magic user fifth level, a thief fifth level, cleric fifth level. They're not the same. A, a thief generally needs to have more levels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so shall we talk yep. about, you want to talk about weapons and armor before we get into, because I think the skills is going to take longer, so maybe we can get the weapons and armor sure. out of the way. Why you do that? So uh, the Chamberlain from Australia, if, yeah, can you tell us the Dragon Magazine that talk about the type of thieves? Because I, I did look at it, I just didn't have the number. Of that. And I think, one, I know 115 may have been all Ooh, about thieves. That's a little late. That's a little late. I know, that's a broke know. period. I know. It talks a lot about or Rococo at that point. I know. But it does, it does have an article in there about thieves equipment, and I know that White Dwarf also had an oh, okay. article about these, which is kind of fun. Well, if you send that, put it in, we'll put it in our show notes for folks who come afterwards. Go ahead. 
Um, so we're talking about equipment? Yeah, just to get that out of the way, because I think we're going to talk a lot probably about the skills, right? right? I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? With the, uh, so let me find the, after all these years, I still struggle to find. It's after the classes, before the spells. Okay, right here, thank you. So I like somewhere where, where Gary says. Oh, that, that one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this yes, one. Yeah. Somewhere Gary says, well, you know, thieves have a lot of choices with weapons. I'm like, really? They, really? Compared to the magic user, Com yes. Yeah, right. Um, club. Do you know that you can use the club on a backstab? It's any weapon. You can yes, use the club any on weapon. a backstab. Yeah, I, you know, because I think most of them you think about it's it. A, it's a back. Lucky. It's a back hit. Right. It's like the flesh golem when he's beating that guy. <laughs> exactly. He's, oh, can you tell me the weapons? There's uh, asterisks all over the place. So uh, dagger, uh, yeah. sword, but not all swords. You're right. That's a four asterisk. Four asterisk. Oh, yeah. Our, rule, use... our rules AF is going to be uh, going to be awesome. It is. People are going to love that. If I'm going to make up a mock thing, people on Twitter are going to love rules AF. They're going to think rules that's AF a, exactly. A asterisk. Asterisk. That's right. They're going to think um, that's amazing. What's there's three swords that they can use. Uh, they can use a short sword. Yes. They can use a long sword. Yes. And they can use a broad sword. You are the man to write. Rules AF. That's right. Very, you don't even need the book to write it. I, no, you just I sit here and do it. Uh, no, I, I, you know, it's like, what is that? I know some things well, and there's a lot of things I don't know well. It's, 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 it's a shame that we can't make more there's money spots, off of this knowledge, right? Well, you know, like all of us. I mean, David's like that. I know Vic is like that. We've played for a long time. When you DM and you just, it, only, you know, 30 years ago, that's what we did. I was the DM. Right. And it was my life. I mean, we, we poured over these tomes right, and, right. And, and did it. So, so that, but yeah, so they cannot use a bastard sword or a two-handed sword. I assume Which a bastard makes, sword is pretty big. Is that the yeah, it's a hand. Well, I think that's called hand and half. It's because you can oh. you can wield it two-handed or single. Okay, and we should talk about dual fist, dual yes. wielding because that's the useful for thieves. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. So all right, so what else can they say? They can use a sword, the club, club, uh, dagger, of course. Yes. Can they use a dart? They can. Yes. And one more, it's a missile weapon. A missile weapon. Well, think about it. thieves. What are they swinging around? Sling. Oh, sling. That's sling. right. That is the other weapon. Sling. Yeah. So that's it. So those are the five. What are this? Of course. But they can't use a bow until the book that shall not. They be They cannot, named. which is often people are confused about, and, right. and because if they're used to the book that shall not be named, right? So no. Yeah. So the only missile weapons are sling and dagger, and dart. And dart. Yes. Right. Uh, which, are, as we've said, they're not little darts. They're not. No, they're, I don't they're, think so. I mean, yeah. it doesn't say a. It doesn't say There's length. There's no description, I don't think. but later they're they're. I think even in the book that shall not be named, they, they're bigger darts. Yeah. Um, so uh, right. So you really should. You can say I'm taking twenty four darts. Yeah. How you carry but, them? But but this is interesting. If they're that big, you, the, isn't the rate of fire three? Yes. That's really nice. Yes, and that's why magic users go with it. Right. If you're a first level magic user, you can't. You you have your, hopefully you have sleep, and and you're chucking arrows or darts in the back. Right, but the problem is once they're melee, you should not be chucking darts right. into melee. Right, but that's the only way you can actually, you have, in assuming most magic users, they're going to have an okay dex, maybe even a high dex. If they have two scores, they're going to put it in intelligence and dex. Well, they certainly, because they want the AC adjustment. That's right, and then, sure. they have a, then they have a chance, they have plus something to hit. On the attack, on the, right, missile. on the missile, that's right. So that's why it's a win-win. That's right, that's right. But we're talking about thieves here on Grog Talk, which right. is the other reason why dex is important, because they lowers their armor class, because there's restrictions on Because what, yes, what armor can they wear? Uh, leather. That's right. Now, I think, can they, I think, so it does say only leather. Is it only leather, though, while they're engaging in thief functions? So can I put on plate mail and go into well, combat? Well, in theory, you, you, the DM could say any, you yeah. can put anything you want, but typically when you violate a uh, class restriction, you don't get experience points during that time. Oh, so okay, but so if I wanted to, if I'm a magic user, I can can I can't I 
put in plate mail and well, then the combat, argument, I just can't cast spells then, unless well, I'm an elf. Well, then the argument is, yeah, A, you, you may not even know how to put the armor on. Yeah, right. The helm is backwards. Right. It may take you 45 minutes to put it on. The battle will be over by the time you put it on. I'm coming. You know, or you, right. you, you, you'd you look like uh, one of the hobbits when they're trying to put man-size uh, right. armor on. You're a scrawny magic user. You don't have to be, but if you were. Right. Um, now, I can't wear now studded leather is a no, because I think that... Well, right. they say, well, later in the book that shall not be named, you can wear studded, but there's a negatives to thieving. Oh, I think that An elf in, and chain you can wear later, too, but in this, it's pure leather. Yeah, I think that there was a sage advice that said that, because the theory was that it would be too noisy, right? Chinkling, it's the metal, chinkling, right. right, exactly. So it's only leather, so that's rough. So the good news is your, your high dex. Obviously, dex is your primary right. requisite. You want to put it in that, and right. you get extra... We can talk about that. You're going to get extra experience points. Right. Like, what, is it just for high decks? Uh, just high decks, if I recall. Yeah, so you get the 10% to experience. So which is huge. You know, if you've got one skill, you better put in decks. And shield? And one can attribute. I, can I, I'm a, I want to have a shield. No. Can I have a shield? Oh, okay. Not, nope. in, not, in this, not in this version, the book that shall not be named. Why do you keep talking about it? Let's just ignore it. Well, because completely. we have folks who, I think... Whose podcast is this anyway? This is our podcast, but we have... We're, we're there. <laughs> and we would just talk this regardless people talk, but apparently people like what we talk about. Yeah. I want people to realize that we, we understand what's, well, at least some of us understand what's in the book yeah. that shall not be named. And I will at some point. And this is really an honor to you. I would have no problem. No, talking. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. This is more of, right. you've made a hard rule. First edition doesn't jump the shark until May of 1985. That's right. And that's 1.5. All right. But that's another conversation. Okay. So, all right, so Thieves. All right, so now, shall we talk about... So Thieves has a very lengthy... What's interesting yes. is they're one of the lengthiest uh, descriptions in the player's handbook. Right. What decks do I need? That uh, says nine. That's easy. So I can be a fairly right. You can be an average deck. person. Right. But be a thief. Again, right. it doesn't take much to walk up to someone with a knife and say, give me your money. Right. Now, it says here, high intelligence is also desirable. And this is my question. Why? Well, so in other words, you better have a DM that's using intelligence attribute roles. Well, later you can read uh, languages. Oh, okay. You can cast uh, magic user scrolls at higher levels. So do that I would, need his intelligence affect that? Uh, I don't know if it automatically does, but I think it's implied that you need to be able to do that. So that's why it's important. Okay, so I need a greater dex than fifteen. Oh, when, uh, and we'll yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk about the racial adjustments as we talk about uh, the different things that these can do. So. Yep. Um, a glance at character ability section will reveal that a high dexterity benefits these. So yeah, you definitely, obviously, everyone knows this. You want a high, you want a high dex. Well, let's talk about the alignment now. I love it. I know. So I, I like your version of this. I never play it this way, but go ahead. Wait, what version? I think there's, there's. You say all thieves are neutral or good, although they can be neutral, neutral or real. evil. Yeah, neutral evil. Yeah. And of lawful or chaotic nature. Well, so what's the? I mean, it's. Well, you basically say, they can be neutral good. That's it. Oh, is. It? Yes, for the goods? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it. Rarely. Rarely. Well, again, all thieves are neutral or evil, comma, although they, are, they can be neutral good rarely, comma, and of lawful or chaotic nature. So the, I think the way you're reading it, and it's definitely a legitimate thing, is that that middle part is you, it, you remove it and you would just say all thieves are neutral evil and of lawful or chaotic nature. And Correct. Occasionally, they can be neutral good. Yeah. Rarely, excuse me. Though yeah. I think you could be, I would think you could be true neutral. Okay, thank you, Dave. 104, Dragon 104. That's, yeah, 104 is oh. in, in the wheelhouse. It's close enough. I think you can, that's the way, yeah, that is, I, I mean, I read it that you can be any alignment as a thief other than lawful, lawful good, good or chaotic good. Which, chaotic good, which I understand doesn't make a lot of sense because you think that these 
might tend toward chaotic. I understand we can talk about the lawful business because if you want to move up in the Thieves Guild, it's probably better to be lawful because there are rules. Uh, you want to follow those rules. You don't want to be a freelancer. But, you know, I always thought that was odd, the neutral good part, because it was almost like, well, you got to be neutral or evil, but you can be neutral good because it says neutral right. in it, which was weird, right? Because I would have thought if you're anything, you know, you're lawful or, I, I mean, I, I guess lawful good would be weird. Would it be weird to be a lawful good thief? Well, um, well, you could. I mean, it's just like I know people have argued later about uh, you know lawful good assassins. You know, the kind of that you're. Uh, yeah. You know, born. Yeah, born or whoever. Well, you know, James Bond. You know, he, right. From the British perspective, right. He's lawful a good thief. So right. I, I, I thought there was some place. What was it? Was it the famous line in uh, one of these movies with Schwarzenegger where she says, um, Jamie Lee Curtis says, "You, you've killed people." He says, yes, but they were all bad. That's right. They're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Well, how do you read it? Well, I've allowed pretty much anything because there was another area that says alignment. You could do any. And I forgot where that is oh. now. Just like paladins can be all good. I mean, paladins can be lawful good. Uh, but why assassins... would you say, although they can be neutral good? I mean, that's, that's a strong suggestion. Right. That right. you can't be other goods. And, right? and, and of the goods... I would think chaotic good would be more. I know. Like it. So a lawful good, I mean, you, you definitely get a, a stretch uh, for. So I've allowed them pretty much to do everything. But te- I, you know, they have to give a good backstory of why. I the like case. the neutral good option, though, yeah. because if you were doing, if you want to have a good party, you, know, yeah. you hate to have the good party, and then you got the, uh, the, the chaotic neutral thief. Right. That, well, but that's what, you know, with our players, at least 10, that's what they tend to want to be. The good news is most of the players want to be CAC neutral. No, they don't want, no, it's got to be pre-gens. Yeah. It's not going to be a good party. Yeah. Right, okay. So. And I think generally you're going to, I mean, the thrust of it is stealing from people is not a good thing. Oh, I like, yes, well, look, I like David Thompson says neutral good equals ends justify. That's right. The means. So it's basically, it's like, I'll do whatever's necessary to benefit good. So I'll even be a thief. Lawful would be problematic with that. Yeah. And, okay, I like that. Okay. I mean, right. that's. I, there's. Vic, uh, I'm sorry. Vic is Vic has has, has rewound itself. That's right. So again, you saw the spoiler alert. So uh, if you talk to uh, uh, the uh, emulator from Cleveland, yeah, let him know that because he wasn't here, he wasn't on. Yeah. Probably would have been adjudicated differently. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, you know. He was he was he was sleeping. That's right. He was. He, sleeping. he, he did his sleep roll. So anyone He's wants to cave. buy us a red dragon, we can He's put in up his here. We'll just have sleeping. Huh? So I don't. Know, we'll have strange dolls just lining this thing. Yeah. Right. We'll look. Yeah. We'll look like when my daughter when she That's collected right. her. They called her friends, and she <laughs> had like a hundred stuffed animals. That's right. They'll just be pouring over the thing <laughs> um, of all the creatures killed here. And I also like that Menyon talked about chaotic good, the lovable rogue. I mean, yeah, that kind of brings up the uh, Robin Hood business, where any of right. them sort of you know the lovable rogues were they right. chaotic good? Yeah, they certainly weren't chaotic neutral. You know what I'm. Thinking about a game for next year, I would be it would be a killing uh, Robin Hood. Like you got to get, you're lawful, you're ah, lawful neutral. Right, you're the sheriff. Yeah, ooh, you're working for the sheriff. Right, you're, you're the party. This party, you're a lawful neutral party. Right. And you're like, you got to go in and get these guys. Somewhere. I like that. You like that? I did that eco terrorists. We still want to do that. a bunch of druids go in and, and <laughs> or the bards in the van. The bards in the van. The bards in the, the van. back together. And they, so a bunch yeah, of bards. let us know. Yeah, we, well, there's a bunch of things we could do. We need more time. Yes. We need to expand we need to start the con. Now. We need to start now. Yeah, we need like a week of con games, right? Uh, uh, okay. A lot of ideas. Yeah, okay. if I retire, that'd be great. All right. I think the alignment, again, for me, is it's it's less about. Um, 
this is where the you know it depends on your who you're playing with. Will, will are they going to spend the effort to do it? If not, then yeah, they should be probably neutral. Well, and let's talk quickly about because I know we got skills to get to. Let's talk about lawful side because I know that Rob from our local group, he wanted he asked to play a lawful neutral thief. Yeah. And so the idea is that this is a lot of people I think might think this is odd. But law is, you know, lawful is also you believe, as I understand it, you believe in order, say, right. like a guild. You like the rules. Right. There's, there's rules. It's just I'm following the rules of my group, yeah, which is law, the guild. Right. Lawful can't, I mean, lawful can't mean you follow all rules, no matter what government adopts them, right? I mean, it, well, it can't I think be that, that rigid, can it? Well, it can be. I think, no, we, well, it could be for a character. Like a, like a policeman sure. follows the rules of the, of, you know, and, and doesn't adjudicate whether they're good or not. If, you know, if the rule is people with purple hats go to jail, they're going to put a pe people with purple hats in jail. I mean, if they're right. lawful so neutral. Some, right, so, so you could have a lawful, you could have characters that that lawful aspect is they follow all those rules, basically, no matter what, right, for the government. But lawful can also mean I follow, I, I like order mm -hmm. with the guild, and so I'm a thief, and I like the order of that, right. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal from people. So uh, uh, Mikey Mank wants us to do an episode on Mold Bay Cook. Yeah, we absolutely will do that. We have him over here. We'd love to... Uh, and we're going to do one on, I think we may do one on Holmes. I'd like to get yeah. the guy from Holmes, who did Blue Holmes on that'd be, here. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, to me, lawful and neutral, the easiest way to archetype is they support the guild, they follow the guild rules. Right. And, and because, again, the idea of the guild back to the mob thing is that the town is separated in these territories and this guild, you know, if you pay protection money, we're not going to rob from you. Right. If you... Uh, you know, if, if there's rules, we don't rip off people, we don't rip off right. old ladies, and whatever. Right. There may be these whole kinds of, you know, the idea of the mob without the killing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the mob could be, you know, I've heard lawful evil from mobsters. They love their family. They're not, but right. they whack people all over the place because right. they didn't follow the rules. Right. Uh, so you could, you could adjudicate that evil or lawful neutral, depending on your point yeah, of view. Yeah, th and I think that goes to where... The concept yeah, of alignment, so yeah. th there needs to be some flexibility within each alignment, right? So I think if the DM is like, you have to play lawful neutral this way, I think you allow the players to describe their version of lawful neutral. Yeah, and, right? to, and I think to me, going back to, I always answer it this way. If you're not using patron deities, this is when it gets hard. Who is your god of thievery in right. this thing? Or the god of the city or whatever? That should, and work with the player to describe the attributes of that deity, then you set your alignment that okay. way. That, uh, yeah. I, I, we don't do that enough because it's more work for the DM. So if the player wants to do something out of script, okay, great, who's your patron deity? What, and what rules are going to be followed? Because right. that's how you're going to enforce it. Because invariably, they're going to drift towards chaotic neutral. Right. This ambiguous, you know, when push comes to shove, they're going to go murder hobo, right. what's good for me? Right. If they don't have any, quote unquote, self-imposed penalty. But if you give, if the players are invested in their people and they use the deities and they make a deity that is part of that, um, I mean, I was super impressed by when we give people backstories, they're going to follow those backstories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, their own players, it's almost like they're, they're more vested in the pregens than they are in their own characters a lot of times. I, I, I agree with you completely. And I don't, that's the part I don't get. I, I, I am sold on the backstories because, you know, the first time I did it, I was like, okay, we'll see how it goes. And I was very impressed that the players, I, I think they have fun play. Right. I think they really do have fun role playing, especially if they know it's just a character for this session. Right. So you don't have to be bumbly. 
forever. Right, right, right. You don't have to be in love with bumblebees forever, but you know, or whatever. But but, but for today, right. I'll have fun doing right. that. So, but I think we should give. And again, what's another thing we have to talk about? How do we translate that enthusiasm that I've seen for three or four hours into your campaign? And and the, that's almost counter thing to what we talked about when we first started, which is the the old school ideas. You don't have a huge backstory. The game. Fills out your backstory, right, right. so it's that tension. So anyway, okay. um, some good things to talk about. All right. So oh, sh- all right. Good night. Sorry here. I, I sorry we've. Uh, I heard you talk about hair noise. I didn't say. It. Oh, I will. Uh, good night, David. I know it's late for you. Thank you, know, you so much. You know what we should do after he goes to sleep. Uh-huh. We should sneak in, and we should you know like pickpocket. Pickpocket our our own not, people. Not Pakistan. Yeah, of course. Or use the assassination table. Use your <laughs> level. Thanks. <laughs> Well, he's uh, the one who mentioned it. If I he's getting scared now. We're scaring the poor guy. Good night, Mr. Chamberlain. You're fine. We're not going to lock your door. Well, we're, we're we, have a, we have a vague understanding of where Australia is, so we probably won't find his house. It's, no, we'll end up in Japan or it's Korea probably, or wherever. probably end up somewhere there because we all think it's right next to each other. Okay, let's keep okay, going. Okay, all right. Let's talk about, so these are principally meant to take by cunning and stealth. They have a six-sided die, so that's not great. Right. It's not, it's not the worst. Okay. They're it's a on the low end. Uh, light armor and use, this is where Gaius has a fair number of weapons. They fight only slightly more effectively than magic users are able to use stealth in combat through backstabbing. So, all right, so let's go through the functions. Function number one, picking pockets or folds of a garment or a girdle. Includes such activities as pilfering and filtering small items. So that sounds like if you're trying to steal... Mm -hmm. As something out of the treasure hoard. Right. Would you make them roll on the pick? So you should, is it appropriate to use a pickpocket table? Because it says also pilfering and filtering small items. Also it, includes activities such as, so it sounds like. Oh, I yeah. absolutely would. If, if you have someone who's going to um, steal from the party and they're going to try to do it stealthily, they have to make a pickpocket. Right. So I want to take, so there's treasures. There's a treasure chest there. People are talking. Yeah. I'm going to try to steal a little bit of the treasure. You would do a pickpocket roll. Right. Especially if they're being observed. If they're not being observed, if the rest of the party is guarding the door and they're, or they're unconscious, you could argue, yes, they could stealth through that. But if they're opening the chest, everyone's watching the person right. doing the chest, then they're doing the palm. It's the equivalent of like picking a pocket, right. whereas there's risk of being detected. And you could also argue because they're being observed and the party knows this thief, maybe they've already think it would be at a minus, but at a minimum, they're going to have to make a roll. Right, okay. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with that. Okay. And, and a lot of times, we don't do that. So that's one of the ways you can, again, as the DM, now you're trying to balance between making it realistic and not punishing a player for playing their character. You know, that's right. the classic... Or you're just doing this because you know you want you want to discourage me from ripping off. Just playing my character, man. Right. And guy and guy Gax says all these roles, and maybe we should follow along because right there's two places. Right. Yeah. There's both the player's handbook where on page 27 they describe the first part because then there's additional description. and on 28. Yeah. And there's, there's notes. Just, there's two parts. Right. Page 27 right. of the player's handbook, and then on the next page 28 is is picking pockets, and then you also have to go to the DMG. I think it's what 19 and 20 maybe. Uh, yeah, it's pr- is it Yeah, it is. Starts yeah. at 19. Nice. So, well, I actually researched for this one. I actually studied. So, pickpockets on page yep. 28, it adds a pickpocket fails if a score above the percentage shown for the level of the thief is generous. That's easy. But if it's 21% or more, the victim notices the thief's attempt. The potential victim, now this is, gets complicated, well, not that complicated, but I think people forget this. The potential victim reduces the thief's chances of success by 5% for every level of experience. Right. So, so it's not so easy. So 
I say I want to pick this guy's pocket, you got to figure out what level they are. Well, the victim in is in relation to the thief. You roll and it's 21% or higher. They failed. Right. It's noticed. And I think Gary says somewhere that they may just sort of watch you. They may not let right. you that's, know. Right. That's that's in the ex explanations on 19. Is that on 19? Oh, of right. the DMG. Right, which here it says failure allows additional attempts. The victim might notice and allow the thief to operate anyway in order to track him or her to the place he or she uses as a headquarters. Right. Uh, up to two attempts at picking a pocket can be made during a round. So this, to me, goes all the way back to your character, your player wants to do that, just have him roll, find out. If he's, gonna, if he's dead set on doing it, just have him roll and see what he wants. Well, and you would roll, right? So, so the DM should right. roll, because right. he's not going to know. Right? Well, it's up to you. I mean, you should, you know, some, some people like rolling everything up in the open, other things would like... Well, I'll tell you why this one shouldn't be Right, the because open. they could be trapped. I, I, exactly. The I, get I get you. Right. I get you. But all right. So you'd roll it, and, and then I'd worry about all the pluses and minuses, because if you got a 3%, they they're going to make it. I if agree. they rolled a 97, they failed, and they got caught. Or 47. Right. Okay, now i got to go try to figure Before it out. Before doing the math. Right. Roll Don't, it. Yeah. Especially right. if you're rolling, because I know the players want to know, what do I need? Because they want to... Right. They want to, you know, like they're key or mental power is right. going to compel the, the dice to be rolled. Yep. Okay, opening locks. This is where there is some ah, controversy. Lock, yes. So on page 27, opening locks includes figuring out how to open sliding puzzle locks. And this and magical is magical closures. And this is where Fa it gets... Falling. Fo foiling. Foiling. That's right. Foiling magical closures. And this has never been dis explained. You know, I wonder if it... In Gary's way back when, does it say... Yeah, look, it goes all the way back to 74. In parentheses, in the 74 article, the new character type, he says, by picking or, e or even foiling magical closures. There you go. So it's straight from the beginning. So what is it? So the, we've had this conversation. Does that include wizard lock? Because you, you, know, you read it that the spell says... Only a knock can take it off. Exactly. Or strength. Right. If you're super strong, right. you can bash through it. So I would right. argue if... I, we've never played it that way. I don't know if anyone, but if, if, a, if a person came to me, I would say, yeah, because if you have a super strong person, if they're what, 18 double zero or whatever the case, uh, if they're 1891, they have a chance to, to do it. Right. I would argue that just like an open door for that, you have one chance at it. Mm -hmm. That they can't do, because here you could try to, uh, um, what does it say here in this under opening locks? Can open can take one to ten rounds. Okay, yeah. They, in other words, you only get one shot at it, regardless. You don't you get, get one shot. Where does that say? I'm, I'm sure you're right. right? Uh, I think that's. Oh, yeah, there it is on page 28. Maybe attempted by anybody, but once per lock. Right. If it exceeds it, it's failing. It can never try again. So, I mean, I assume you would give it a, a deduction on right. a magical closure. Right. Exactly. Okay. I like it. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. But it's only fun. if they. You know, here's the thing. Only if they. And I don't say only because. If I remember this, that would be great, but I can't remember all the rules. But if a player brings this up, right. I would allow it. If they don't bring it up and I forget, well, that's their problem. That goes back to right. I'm not responsible for knowing all the rules. They right. have to help me with that. Right. Or they at least need to read their characters. Right. And, and if they read it and go, oh, it says magical thing, okay. But they can't tell me after, you know, a, an hour later, hey, I could have been able to do it. Well, you rolled, you didn't make it, or you right. didn't even try. Right. Well, you can try now if you'd like. Right. Feel free to go back. You're the one that got the training. Right. I mean, I'm not trained as a thief. You right. are. Exactly. Okay, so it may be tempted only once. We've already read that. Um, may try again. Well, okay. When, when you rise higher in level. Yeah. 
So oh wait a minute, I'm fourth level now. Quick, let's go back to that dungeon and see if that door is still there. That's, that's right. See if that door is still Scarlet locked. Scarlet Rose's treasure chest. The act of picking a lock to be open takes from one to ten rounds, depending on the complexity as a rule. It'll take one to four rounds to pick. So I guess if you really want to like have watering monsters and it's a magical closure, right? It would be t- it would be a whole turn. It would be a long time. It would take a long time. I it'd take the full right, time. Because you're like, damn. It's a magical closure. Right. I have sitting down. You got a little headlamp right. underneath. And you got the little head, a little, like, well, just like a little tea lamp. You got it right there. Exactly. And you're like, give me the, uh, that's not it. Right. I the said the whatever. Exactly. Scalpel. You know, it's not the scalpel. Putting it in your hand. Yeah, you're, you're just like you're an angry thief. <laughs> well, I got one long arm. I mean, it, yes. it's hard to do this. I got to kind of angle right? this way or maybe uh, this way, apparently. So it's I. a really, that's a, yeah, we got to have a backstory. Someone's just like a really like angry player. Yeah. Oh, we got tons of that. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty much everyone. Okay. What kind of games you All right. Find and remove. Ah, yes. The find and remove trap. Right. And I think I've been playing this wrong. I've been I've been being too nice because I think a lot of people are playing this wrong. I'm allowing them to find magical traps, and this is clearly verboten. Yes, it pertains to relatively small mechanical devices, so it's got to be so it's not so no magical, right? Such as poison needles, spring blades, and the like. Finding is accompanied by inspection, and they are nullified by the removal and rendered harmless. Now the, there is discussion of when you talk about. Uh, is it, do you find and remove? Yes, that, that's page 28, actually. It's accomplished, it says roll for each function separately. Right. A trap must be located before removal can be attempted. So yes, yeah, so unfortunately, you need two rolls. Right, you need to find and then remove, which is how I played it. Right. Now the question is, do you, does the trap go off if they fail either roll? You know, and that is interesting, because on, so on the DMG, and what I love about the DMG, because you talked about this before, is I love, we didn't talk about the preface on thief abilities. Right. It says the following additional explanations of thief abilities will help you to prevent abuse right. of these activities by thieves. So it's great, because yep. once again, it's Gary coming in and saying. They bring that out. You bring out the Grinchute's traps to. Oh, yeah, for traps. traps. Exactly. So um, this yeah, is where. This is the cold shower, the cold Right, water. it's like, okay, there's been abuse. I put out the player's handbook. Right, people That's are just going off with this. So it's the same amount of time for opening locks. Each function counts as a separate amount of time. Uh, but, and this is where I guess the abuse came. Because Gary is laying down on page 19, he's putting magical traps, but not magical or magically hidden traps. Yeah. Cannot be found. Right. I so, guess it also means if they can't be found, they can't be removed. That's so, right. so Glyph Awarding? That's no. That's right. Right, you're not going to find that, right? Anything. That, yep, right? that's right. Glyph Awarding, Explosive Ruins. So how do you find that? Detect Magic? Yeah, you could. Otherwise, you're probably you're, you're going to walk across it. It's right. time to save, basically. Yeah. Good warning's pretty nasty. Explosive right? ruins, any of that kind of stuff. Okay. So um, it's a separate roll each. It's nothing magical. So how would you adjudicate? I, I ruled if they don't find the trap, it doesn't go off because they wouldn't know about it because you, you want them to try it. Right. But if they try to remove the trap and they fail, the trap goes off. I assumed that was a rule as written. And it may because be, everyone said I don't know where it is either. Maybe somebody out there knows, because everyone, I think, plays it that way, right. at least that I've played with, is, yeah. Right. You just know that's part of the risk of being a thief. And you could adjudicate, like, if they just mildly failed, let's say, you know, where they're fine to remove is 35%, and they rolled the 39. Maybe the, 
scythe trap doesn't go off, or you can give you know you can give some latitude, but clearly it fails, right. and you and you would not be un, you would not be able to do that again. You basically are unable to disable. You could found it. I know there's a trap. It has something to do with I click on this and this happens, but I don't know. You know, I think that's fun. I like that because you know I like random. I like right. this idea, and I don't think you're violating the rules as written because I don't unless someone points it out, it's not in here, which I can fill the gap. I like that idea that maybe if it's a certain percentage, like 21 or I don't know, whatever they, they pick by higher, you're so bad. Because I could see an intermediate yeah. where you find it, you're trying to remove it, but you're not so bad you don't trigger it. Right. I like that. And you know what? This is, one of, this is one of those roles that you can have out in the open because they're going to know right. if they, no, if not they, the find, but the right. remove, remove, you can have yeah. the players roll the remove. Right. right. That's one that's not a problem. You could. And... Um, I think it's interesting because to me that's AD&D 1.2. It's not, I think, old school, you either pass or fail. There is no... It's binary. Right, there's right. no gray area. But in the modules, they started adding, hey, if you succeed by five or more, right. or if you fail by five or more, this event happens, which right. is not just uh, uh, that. So there is, and you know, I considered the modules, they were approved by TSR. They're, you know, they're, as more, they're as canonical as these books unless... You know, later they said, "Oh no, we screwed up, and we, you know, we made this module." So, and it's not the way it should be. So. It's, certain, it's certainly suggesting it's an appropriate right. gap filler. It's and not. and there are other uh, RPGs and, and other games that do have that slide, sort of a sliding scale between wonderful success, success, failure, terrible failure kind right. of thing. You have right. this kind of range based on the right. role that you right, have. right. You know, so if you're so many DV, you know, derivations off what you needed. You either right. you know, flawlessly did it, or um, you har- it was you know the worst outcome. The scythe you know stabs you directly, and right. you take double damage right. or right. something like that. So, right. And you know the, then that goes back to the whole criticals and fumbles. You know, do you want to play that? Players sometimes like that. Players sometimes hate that. Right. You know, they, I'm working on that. I got yeah. an idea, but I won't talk about that. All okay. Right. Moving. Ah, uh, moving silently. Silently. Yes, we could spend an hour on moving silently. Can be attempted each time the thief moves. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on 28, let me get back to 19, right? So, moving silently is the ability to move with little sound and disturbance, even across a squeaky wooden floor, for instance. It is an ability which improves with experience. It can be attempted each time the thief moves. It can be used to approach an area when some creature, where some creature is expected, thus increasing chance for surprise, or to approach to backstab, or simply down to pass some guard or watchman. Failure means yep. that the movement was not silent. Success means movement was silent. And over here in the DMG, it says silent movement is the same as a normal movement. Uh, per round as a thief creeps up. Crudles. I never heard of crudles. Have you ever heard of the no. word crudles? Crudles. What's a crudle? I crudle. like them. Crudles a thief. Oh, crudles a thief. I thought no, it was, no, I thought no, it was no, a snack. No, no, no. No, no. I'm saying that should be the name of a thief. Oh, okay. Regent next year. Don't you think crudles? Yeah, exactly. Or crudle. Um, upon the area victim, do not Inform the thief that his or her dice score indicated. I love when it's in cat. Like Gary's shouting at us, right? Right? He's angry at us. Do not inform the thief that his or her dice score indicated elastic success at this attempted stealth. If that is the case, he or she thinks the movement is silent, and the monster or the victim will inform the character uh, soon enough. But you know, don't I think a lot of us play it that if I roll behind the screen Mm -hmm. and I roll a ninety-nine. I'm like, you stepped on a twig. Right. I like to, I mean, I guess that is not by the book. Right. I like it that at a certain point, it's just so bad. Well, smart players will, if assuming everyone's watching the guy sneaking across. Oh, can you hear me? 
Right. They'll he'll look back and we'll be like, Can you hear me? Well, that is smart. That's yeah. a DM. That's a pro tip. That's a right. player pro tip, right? Right. If you want to play those rules, the thief will keep moving back and eventually glance back and go, and they'll go. And they're like, no. And there's like a dragon. That's right. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> the, la- Scar- the last thing the Scarlet thief Rose, did, right. the last thing the thief saw was that the party going this. That's right, that's right. We hear you. <laughs> Scarlet Rose. That's right. And if it's run. really bad, run. I you, run. That's right. No, you turn around and they're all gone. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Your party's... That's right. You know it's bad. <laughs> How am I doing, guys? Well, what's interesting, too, is, and, and I know I've, I have to keep reminding myself, in combat, they always want to move silently. They, you know, and I give the... Because backstab, and we haven't got there, is, you know really the only equalizer that a thief has as far as combat. They, they're, they're, right. They're cha- they're, right. Their chance to hit is poor. They have right. poor armor. Few weapons. Few weapons. But the backstab is the equalizer. They're not supposed to. The, uh, Gary right. says, if I go into combat like, like I did, right. I'm not going to get a one. Right. My performance evals be terrible, right? Exactly. You should not be running in there. Right. But the idea is they're going to, you know, they want to move silently and, you know, they, and they want to hide in shadows and move silently and do it. Well, that's not how it works. First of all, move silent, you know, only works if you're not being observed. You know, if you're being observed, whether you're silent or not, people can still see. Right. Uh, two, you move at a very slow, you move in exploration rate. And that's sometimes I forget. A lot of times I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I want to sneak around the, the thing, move oh, silent. Oh, exploratory movement. Right. It's 12 feet per round. They're moving like a foot every oh, wait, six seconds. Oh, that literally means right. 12 feet? 12 feet around. Per round. Right. For a minute. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, because exploration, when you're moving, when you're mapping and doing that, it's, your rate is per turn, which is so if you're a 12 movement, you'd move 120 feet per oh turn. Oh, my goodness. So if there, so I don't, yeah. I don't know if everyone can see this, but, you know, if the party, if the magic user, the thief is trying to go for around the room, and it's a 50-foot room, it'll take them five minutes to sneak, to move silently around the room. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's not very... That's not very fast. But of course, they want to... So I said, you know, to me, they would probably have to move their normal movement and then the last round, move silent. So what you do is you do it, you go out in advance. So the clerics bless the party, whatever. They've done all that business. (laughs) Then the thief goes... The no malicious thief goes in. Oh, I'm sorry. He's going in while the cleric is blessing the rest of the party. He goes in because he needs time. Right. Well, actually, they have to wait because bless only lasts six rounds. So they have to wait a while. Right, so so do, and does the thief have to roll? You got to roll. Do you have to roll every, every turn? Of course. Oh my goodness! It's only twelve feet. So if you've got to like move like forty-eight feet, you have to make four rolls. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. You, I, as a DM, you could roll, maybe you roll it twice, like with climbing walls, which we haven't gotten to. So a lot of times you roll twice, halfway. The half up, right? Yeah, and apparently, n- irrespective of the distance, right? Four hundred feet, you roll once. You know, it's no problem. <laughs> Anyway, so I think you have to be careful with that. Again, you want to give them a break, but also it's not as super powerful as they would like it to be. Silent can be attempted each time the thief moves. That right. sounds to me like he's saying, yeah, every, right. every 12 feet, every 12 you, feet roll. you have to roll. That's right. Okay, so this is fine. What I'm learning is this, this is bad. Right, it's bad. So yeah. the, more we know, the more we learn, the worse it gets. Right, the worse, the harder it is to be a thief. Right, thanks, Gary. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, look at that. That's yeah. an awesome look. He has that look, look doesn't of, he? A, a little right. bit of a smirk. Like, you're finally getting it, you idiots. And what he's saying, he's like, I don't kill you. It's like what Jim Ward says, you, you players kill themselves. Right. And then I'm well, like, that's really? What says too. Really? Yeah, we don't, I, the, Is that true, I didn't though? Kill you. Yeah. No. no, it's not. But it makes it feel better. So I shouldn't have tried to move silently because I have to roll. All right. 
Yeah. But I didn't do that for you. Remember, I just said, oh, you could clear the room. So you have to, you have to adjudicate. And then the other argument is, well, if there's combat going on, and there's fighting, and you're trying to sneak around, you really just need the last 12 feet to try to and we're gonna, and, and after we're done with these, I want to talk about that, that the classic sort of, how do I get a backstab, right? Because right. that's sort of, as a DM, that's what I want to know. I was at the thief saying I want a backstab. Yep. So let's talk about hiding in shadows. Yeah, this is uh, another one I love. It cannot be accomplished under, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to go back to page 27. Hiding in shadows is the ability to blend into dark areas, to flatten oneself, and by remaining motionless. And there's the key part that everyone forgets. And it's an, and, and I don't think this is an or, right? So it's, I, I'm blending into a dark area, I'm flattening myself, and remaining motionless. Right. I think these are all three requisites. These are all requisites. Right. You it's don't, all three of these. Yeah, you know, oh, well, hide, flat. you don't hide in shadows and move. Right. People want to hide in shadows and move silently. You're, right. right. No, you, the, the concept is, yeah, you're hiding somewhere, the monster passes you, the, the, the player always wants to adventure hiding in shadows. Right. I, mean, I, want to get, I want to hide in shadows and move silently to backstab. No, that's not how I it works. You can't do that? No, you can hide in shadows or you can move silently. Right. Try. Or try. You can try, try either. Try, try, try to do those. There's no, no try. That, that's right. And so if there, there's got to be shadows. Right. And there can't be direct observation. Right. Because so, if there is, if the monster has infravision, if it's dark, they're going to see you anyway. That's right. We'll get to that. And, and there's says, no shadows. So basically hiding in shadows is basically I'm hiding. This, right. Scarlet Rose has discovered the party. Right. And I'm going to let them yeah. die. That's right. Peace out. Peace oh, out. Oh, I'm going to wait for an opportunity to uh, spring out and attack. Well, that's right. So if I hide in the shadows and it comes close to me. Okay. Right. So um, yep. on page 28, it says, cannot be accomplished under direct observation. It can be accomplished with respect to creatures. Uh, with infravision only if some heat provide producing light sources near the creature or to the thief, so that because it would be spoiled, spoil of course. Right. Success makes a thief virtually invisible until he or she moves. There you go. Note that spells. But they never read that. They just want to. They want to move silent and they want to hide in shadows. Well, I get them. it because what else do they have? They're like I got six hit dice, leather armor, yeah. and a dart. Yeah. You know. Maybe three. Maybe lucky. three. They're heavy, though. That's right. They're I'm a halfling. <laughs> exactly. Can't carry I'm a half-orc. I can only go up to whatever. Right? Level. Yeah, I'm a half-orc, and my dexterity is, you know, nine. Yeah. Note that spells such as detect invisibility or true seeing will reveal a thief hiding in shadows if such sight is directed towards him or her. Okay, that's not going to happen that often, I would think. And here it is, as is plainly is? stated. I love it. Uh, He's wagging the finger at it's us. It's plainly again. stated, but it's, this is the largest paragraph of all of them to describe, right. explain things. And this is never in... Gary's angry. He's angry. He's writing this, isn't this? Finger pointing. This is, yes, he is just angry. He's tired of answering these questions. He's like writing this. He's like running his group, and he's angry at that. That's right. He's tired, he's tired of this nonsense. Never possible under direct observation, or even indirect yeah, observation. If the thief insists on trying, allow, I love this, allow the attempt and throw dice. But don't, <laughs> but don't bother to read it. So basically, you, you, here, you, this is what you do. So okay, we'll role play. You're the, right. you're the, uh, you're the, uh, right. you're, what, what, what do gonna, you want? You I'm see a, three orcs and they're guarding the oh, portal. Oh, um, I would like to hide in shadows. Did okay. I make it? Yeah, you're, you're, they don't see you. Great, okay, I just sit there. Oh, uh, they, they shoot at you. Am, am I dead? Oh, you're dead. Okay, yeah. I, okay that was fun. That was fun. So for those who are, who are going to do on the podcast, you know what I'm doing? I totally ignored the dice roll. But you know what I, I'm doing right yeah. now? You're real one character. Yeah, I'm welcome to character. <laughs> That's, right. That's when you know one, one E people. One E people, new schoolers, their character dies and they storm out. That's new right. schoolers, 
They immediately get out their six-sided dice, and while everyone else is playing, they're rolling up a new They're rolling up a new guy. What shall I be? That's right. That's oh, why you have four oh, dice. But let's continue the clause. Oh, the sentence right, gets right. better. Yeah, he's, he's not even done. As the fool. As the fool, right. You are a fool. <laughs> and in fact, I should say that. Fool. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> You're a fool. You're going to have a lot of players. Yeah. Wow, it's a good thing Gary was like, you know, yeah. Gary. That's right. It's like, wow, that's a rough man. It's like that teacher. You're like, oh, man, I'm scared to take that dude. All right, as the fool is as obvious as a coal pile in a ballroom. Well, at least the fool's the player, the yeah. character, not the, me. Likewise, if a hidden thief attempts movement while under observation, the proverbial jig is up for him or her. Well, it sounds like it's up. You move. It's jigs up anyway. Well, I think the idea is if they're, if they're hiding and then someone observes them, you can make a roll. If they're not, so in other words, they're hiding in the corner. Yeah. Someone walks in, you make the roll. If they don't see them, they're still hidden. But once they move, now they're then the jig. So you do the hide. So you walk in, you do the hide shadows. You're trying to hide. You do it, and then if you move, then they would obviously. Right. I mean, the the argument is if you're not being observed, your hide shadow should be 100. percent You can't do it. In other words, while you're being observed, but you would not roll the hide and shadows until I agree. Right. So in other words, you're not right. You're just if you're not if someone's not observed, they're not observed. Right. I don't care what you, you're a right. thief, you're, you're anything. You're if a tree falls without anyone right. hearing, it doesn't, it doesn't right. make a sense. If I'm not observed, I'm not observed. Right. So the role would be uh, that if uh, someone comes into the room and you say, I was hiding in shadows, that's when it's going to happen. So, right. So even there, direct, so the direct observation, as, you, as I think as you're stating it, is that if a person is seen, they can't like disappear into right. a shadow. Yeah, they can't melt. Because I'm gonna find like right. I saw you do that. Right, you don't see me. You know, you're doing the jazz hands <laughs> as you're trying to <laughs> right. Uh, right get away from. Right, you can't. Right, do that. but but you obviously, even if you're quote under direct observation, that's what the hiding shadows does. It right. keeps you from if you were, seen. If you were if you were had made yourself flat into leaves or whatever. Right, and they walk in right. and they don't see you. That's right. when the roll would happen. Right, that's right. Naturally, and if you fail, that means you have a you know, you have a foot sticking out or and something, and you don't know it, right? Which again, well, you may, they may. I mean, you might know it if they're like, I see you, right? Well, if they say they look right, or 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 you know, if you don't speak orc, you know, this is why being a demi-human thief is advantageous because you know that's all true. the humanoid oh, ones. That's oh, that's true. That's a good point. But, but the uh, the again, this is a good opportunity for your friends. Another tip: Hey, you're going to stand here and observe. Okay, try to hide in shadows, and we'll look. Uh, we see your foot sticking out. That's probably problematic. You know that is interesting because you're right. I guess a hide in shadows is an all or nothing for everyone. You right. either did a good job or you didn't. It's not right. a per observer. Right. So that's right. You should test it out. This is I'm learning a lot. Right. Well, you, you, if your DM allows that, I would allow it. So I would allow it. Can I, you see me or not? Right. Turn away. Right. I'm not going to tell you where I go. Right. Scan yeah. the room. Turn around. Look around. You. See, where am I? Right. Okay. Naturally, a creature closely pressed in melee is not likely to bother with looking for some thief not directly in the line of sight. But if vision would normally extend a thief's air activity, then observation rules apply. So in other words, if it's melee and they're not looking at me in the right. melee, I can try to hide in shadows. Right. But if it would be within the vision, then... Yeah, it's the idea of the peripheral vision is, you know, our minds are set up that we see movement or something. And if they do a pretty good job, they would be uh, not seen. Okay. Unobserved attempts to hide in shadows must likewise stand the hazard of the dice. So unobserved attempts to hide in shadows. Right. Well, you still have to roll the percentage to see if you Oh, yeah, right. Hide. Sure, sure, sure. A score greater than the required number yeah, shows that the character's right. ability is not on a par with his or her intent. And although he or she thinks hiding has been successful, so you always think it, apparently. Right. So is that what you're supposed to say? Right, yeah. You, so you, the player says, 
Did I make it? Oh, you, you go, you, yes. You, yeah, right, and you ignore uh, the dice roll. You go, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Right. You, you believe you're successful, and the new player's going to hate you. Oh, exactly. And they, that's why after 20 minutes they leave. Right, exactly. Uh, the creature looking in that direction will note a suspicious outline form or whatever. Oh, so that's interesting. So it's just sort of like, it's not necessarily that it's you where as know. Well, there's something amiss, like the predator. Right, you, right. You see, you see like a distortion there. Right. Note also that a thief hiding in shadows is still subject to detection just as he or she yeah. were invisible. Okay, I get that. So, all right, well, that's interesting. So right. with that, you, and the, the, I don't know if this is the next one. I know backstabbing is two, three. The reason you're doing all this, besides being sneaky and doing observation, which is a good thing, is to set up the backstab, which again, um, I know we're, we're passing listening doors and climbing walls, which we'll go back to, but okay. let's talk about backstabbing right now. You want to talk, jump to backstab? Yes, uh, right. So backstabbing is, this is on page 27, is a striking of a blow from behind, be it with club, dagger, or sword, as we said. The damage done is twice normal, used for four levels of experience. Note that striking from behind also increases the hit probably by plus four, because normally it's plus two for a rear Right, so attack. it's better. So, so as, a, as a thief, you get plus four to hit from rear, which is great, and you do double damage. Now, and, and, and it can increase, right? It's triple right, at five every, to eight. Yeah, it comes triple, quadruple, quintuple, right. A huge, uh, a huge amount. Now, um, typically, I have rolled it that um, the damage is only to, the doubling is only to the dice roll, not to the bonuses. So if you have a plus one sword, let's say, you roll it, let's say you use a short sword and you backstab, it's a d6 times your multiplier, then add the one. Uh, other people, oh, I would do the other people then. can do. Other people mm-hmm. do that. That's a DM. I've seen it done both ways. Right. I do it that way. Well, I'm pro thief. Right. Well, I'm, well, there's other things that do double damage, and uh, in the DMG it says that things that do double damage it only does on the dice roll. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. So, well, not, I may have to change. And there now. and there may be other rules, but I've used the example. I think it's the gi- sword of giants slayer is the one that comes to mind that I recall, which says when it does damage, it specifically says that, uh, so for instance, Dragon Slayer does, will do triple damage, i.e. three to 36, because mm-hmm. it's D12, and this right. time they're rolling three dice. Uh, or you, it, you roll D12 and you multiply three, and then plus four for seven to 40. Okay. That's where I get that. Okay, that's but, interesting. Another you could, you could, you know, a DM could be more than, you know, I know Vic when, uh, when I was playing in his game, I think he did double damage in the whole thing, but there's pros and cons. Either. Okay, okay. So, well, the, the, oh, as I say, the nice thing about the backstab is, you know, you can do it with the club, dagger, or sword. So it's not just a pointed weapon. That's right. The club can be used too. So here is where, this is the hardest thing for a DM, and you, and you should, if you have a thief, you really need to figure this out beforehand and let the thief know how this is going to work for a backstab. Because I've seen some places say, well, you can't hide in shadows during combat because of the things we talked about. Or you can't move silently because of this or that. There would be almost, unless, it would have only be the perfect conditions meaning you're sitting there, the monster comes in, and you jump from behind and backstab. would be the only time you would get a, a backstab. Right, so I hide in, right, so I hide in shadows, and it, right, it just happens to wander right. into a good position. Then I can sort of jump. You, you would probably, what would you do as a DM? You'd give me, like, an increased chance of surprise, probably. Right, well, not only would be a surprise, but there would be, a, yeah, there would be that backstab capability. The, the, the issue with it is it's... Uh, it says you have to have, you know, then it talks about here, right? Surprise, it's, you have to have Is surprise. it in the DMG? Yeah, I was looking. It might be in the DMG. So it, 
It doesn't talk about backstabbing, does it, on page 28? Does right, it doesn't talk about it there. So you got to jump to the DMG, backstabbing on page 19. Opponents aware of the thief will right. be able to negate the attack form. And I think, yeah, because somewhere it's called surprise backstab, right? Yeah, somewhere it's called surprise backstab. So then you're back to, yeah. well, what does surprise mean? So if the party doesn't get surprised, they can never do a backstab. Well, then basically, if you rule that, they'll never do a That's backstab. That's no fun. No. So here's how I've ruled it over the years. Okay, you're, A, if you're invisible, that usually makes it a lot easier. Sure. That's always good. Or if you want to move into position. So the idea is you can't do it the first. So the, the, the party's facing the troll. Here's the troll, and we're fighting. Right. I don't really have a thief here, but let's just argue and say she's the thief. You... Uh, the thief should announce, I'm going to get into position, which means, again, they're moving around the side, trying not to be observed. So that's so, so I'm announcing. So I'll say, you say, okay, let's declare action. Right. Okay. And I'm going to say, and this is, this is always how it goes. Right. I'm a thief. I'm going to try to move around. Right. I'm going to, and this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to play exactly the way you'd hear from a player. I'm right. going to, I'm going to hide, be hiding in shadows. Yeah. And I'm going to be moving silently around right. to get to the back. Right, and that's not how it works based okay. on what we just read. So, right. So how are so so what's how are you going to play? So obviously you're going to tell me the hide and shadows that that's out. That's right. The hide and shadows for that purpose is out. You're going to first have to get out of the because it talks about if you're observed you can't hide in shadows. If you're if you're pressed in melee, right? I think right. it depends how bad the melee is, right? I mean, if it's a lot of, it might be easier to be unobserved. If it's if it's there's a lot of players well, attacking. Well, right? if everyone's fighting, if it's one creature, or if everyone's engaged in melee, you're not going to be observing the, someone going around if you're right. fighting someone. Right. You're going right. to deal with that. That's right. the idea. So I always adjudicate. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. Uh, I just got them last week from my from you. So thank you. He's uh, Vic. Uh, <laughs> is observing the pieces that I haven't. See, I painted the miniatures, so I, I'm going to work on that next. Um, so, so how would you decide so whether or not to get for, into first, position? First, they're going to go around. Is, are you, is, is moving silently? Now, you're going to have to tell me, when I say I, I try to move silently, no. you need to tell me that that's like takes crazy long time. Right. A, it takes a long time. B, but I'm going to argue in combat, you're not going to have to, I would say they're going to do normal movement until they get they want to basically get out of the peripheral vision of right. the guys who are fighting. If that, right. if that can't happen, there's not going to be a backstab. But let's use the example of we have a troll here fighting three creatures. The troll is fixated on the three. The, the thief is going to go around. Normal movement doesn't matter at this point. Right. At some point when they're out of their observation, I'm going to say they have to do a hide in shadows. That they're basically, whatever observing they have, they're going to have to disappear. So I get my normal. So if these yeah. are each, if these yeah. are each you easily five move feet, around. I right. can, right, I get it. And I would get them. 12 at least. You do 24 squares. 24, right? right. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, yeah. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So now, I'm going to go back here, right? Right. And then I'm going to argue you have to make a hide in shadows. That you're basically going to have to blend in so that they... Any peripheral knowledge of them that they assume that you disappeared. Mm -hmm. Then, for that last 10 feet, you're going to have to move silently to try to sneak up and backstab. That's the idea. So, in other words, you think you, you want the high and shadows to be able to make the surprise backstab right. That's part. Right. That's right. You want, that's the part of you disappearing. Because you're waiting sort of for like a good right. movement. Right. You're hiding behind a box or something like but that. But even though I'm behind them. But, but isn't that possibly I'm unobserved just like anyone's unobserved? Possibly. You could yeah. do that. You, it, I think there you could adjudicate one way or another. But at a minimum, the, the, you should make a move uh, silently for that last 12 feet. That it's going to take a round as you're sneaking up while they're fighting. 
and gonna go in for the back. Yeah, end. you know, you could even say something like possibly the hide in shadows happens some other time, right? Like, as you're trying to right. get out of his observation, that you're sort of like, if he's, we're watching you, at some point you want to disappear. Right, that's the point. Right, and at some point you disappear, then he's kind of like, well, he's gone. He's gone, he ran away. Exactly, and then you can get up there, and then, but obviously you can't do the backstab. Unless you're successful in creeping up to him and stabbing in the back, unobserved. Right, which is what, which is doing the hide and shadows roll. So are you doing no, a- move silently roll. You're doing move silently. Right. From behind. Right. Because they can't see you, in theory, unless they have eyes in the back. So of you're doing a hide in shadows to get out of his vision. Right. Then you're doing a move silently for so the they last don't hear 12 it coming feet. back right. from behind. Right, for the last 12 feet or so, because they're engaged in combat, and the last thing you're sneaking up and you're shooting. And I assume in this scenario, I can't both right. move and it. So how long is this taking me? Well, it's, so taking you, I, it's taking you a number of rounds. Because do I have to move? Then do I have to have a turn? We have is to have a round. hiding in shadows? I would say it takes a round, at a minimum. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna take, it's three, it's, uh, the way I rule it, it's one round to get, one round to hide, one round to sneak up and attack. Okay, so, so, so I can do this at in a, two rounds. At a minimum of three rounds. It could take longer. Oh, three, and then, right, because the third is the attack. Right. So, so, so kind of like the move. The get get out of mind's eyes, right. And then, and then the, Move silently. Right. And, and I can move silently and attack. Well, assuming I'm in 12 feet. Right. Yeah, that's complicated. It is. Well, but the other way is it'll never work. Now, that, the reason I say that is because certain creatures, it talks about in page 19, oak took slimes and molds can either negate surprise or have no definable back, meaning they, they have no back and they also have eyes behind their back, their head. So, you know, it's, it's very dependent. Hard to surprise a beholder, probably. Probably would be very hard to, su to, to surprise a beholder. <laughs> <laughs> or the gibbering mouth that has many. That'd be know, pretty cool, though. That, that would be very cool. I'm sure someone has a gibbering mouth or whatever, a gibbering mouth. Or so the point is, it depends, and you need to tell thieves you better figure that out yeah. the rules before you start there, or else you're going to have either overpowered thieves. They're going to be like, "Why are we fighting? Just let the thief backstab everyone well, and wipe them out." And you need shadows, right? If it's a, if and don't you need a torch or a sconce? Well, or but most dungeon, most dungeon rooms are pretty right. But you do need shadows. Yes, yeah, it can't be pitch black. If you can't hide in shadows, it's pitch black. I mean, I guess the good news is it's pitch black. Well, they have and they don't. Well, but they, they don't have, have information. Well, most monsters. I know do. they do. Yeah, right. humans would be have a different. Now that that's in your favor. If you're a demi-human and you're fighting humans and you make it pitch black, well, then you, I would definitely make that only. You only yeah. have to do the si move silent. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Very fun. All right. All right but good stuff. Again, finding the balance between making it not overpowered, but you know, giving them a, a chance of doing something cool. Back to the, if it works, the and they cool. stab them, you know, because already they have a hard enough chance hitting. You know, right. it's AC five. Let's say it's your normal, uh, your normal th uh, thief, and no against let's say an orc, AC five. They got a. They have less than a 50-50 chance to yeah. hit. Yeah. Even with the bet plus four. So it's, yeah. you do all this, no. and then you roll. It's anti-climatic. Then you roll you it all, wah, you make wah. all these rolls. Yeah, and you, then you still stink. Right. Okay. Okay, so the other one. So uh, what do we have, hear noise? Yep, hear noise. Now what's interesting is I think your hear noise roll is often less than what it would be right. in, uh, here at doors, right? Just from your racial ability. Uh, well, it depends on who you are. But it could be. It could be. If someone gnome, a gnome is like a four and 20. And I'm a gnome. Well, if you're a gnome in a four and 20, 
this I is where I'm four and twenty to door, aren't I? You so hear noise. What we're talking about here is there, everyone has a hear noise chance. You can earn king hearing at some point. That's pretty early. Oh, king hearing. So people forget about that. The first time, first time you roll, you listen at a door. Right. You roll for king hearing. I'm talking That's about right. the percentage. It's like seventy-one. I mean, it depends on I mean the race. The book. I don't mean percentage. I mean the open doors. Is that what you're looking for? No, I was looking for hear noise. Aren't we doing hear noise? Well, yeah, but. I want to know chance of keen hearing. Too. Right. Well, that's under hear noise. Well, it's listening at doors. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe it's listening. I think it's either sixty or ninety-seven. Well, that's pretty good. Look at you. Well, that's it's in the index. It's sixty. Sixty. Okay. Listening at doors. Yep. So, a gnome is four in twenty. And the gnome is four in twenty. Uh, is four in twenty? Yeah, so that's 20%. 20%. Yeah, it's 20% in the DMG. Oh, maybe it's never, so, so the I guess, same. I guess maybe you're never less, but the theory is I think sometimes you're the same. Right. You're which the same. is weird. Right. At first level, you're the same as everyone else. So you really... You don't get any benefit. You're bonuses. not any benefit. But yes, and so the first time, keen-eared individuals would gain a bonus of one or two, right. five or 10%. Would you continue to add that then yes. to their thief score? Right, I would just, as soon as you told them, said congratulations, then they would have to add it to their thing. Use chance of hearing noise. So the first time you listen, right. the first time you should listen to the door is indicated, tell the player to note that fact. Yep. So it's, if you're successful, you have keen ears, is that right? Yes, if you're successful the time, you have keen ears. And how do you know if it's a, uh, how do you know if it's a, a five? I think you would just roll it. We'll gain a bonus of one or two and I think if you rolled under five, you get two. If you rolled under one, in other words, if you rolled a one, you get 10%. If it's rolled two, you get 5%. Two or higher, because I'm at, what if I'm a now? Well, right, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. If you rolled the best thing you can get, you get 10%. You rolled that not the best, you well, get 5%. Right. Loss of hearing. We never deal with that. No, we don't, and we should. I mean, fireballs are allowed. <laughs> they are. They are. Um, okay. Better idea, set up room in separate... Yes, I should. You're right. I should, uh, Vic is commenting. Yeah, we got to figure out this now because I, I like your things. I want to use them for tactical things. It's really... I need a, we need a combat cam or something like that to, mm -hmm. to help with that. Okay. So, here, so, so, okay, so hearing noise. Where, I can hear noise. Where It's listening at doors. Yeah. It includes like activity at other portals such as windows. Sure. It is accomplished by moving silently to the door. I like that. Yeah, we don't need to do that. I didn't think about that. that. Yeah, we don't. We the other side hears you. Right. So really, it's, everyone needs to stand back. The thief quietly walks up. Right. Boy, this is slowing down the dungeon yeah. crawl. It's yeah. really a dungeon now crawl. It is a dungeon point. crawl. Um, and pressing an ear against it takes sound. Now, I believe you got to take off all your headgear. Yes, you have to take off your headgear because that talks about that on page 60, and that's where you get the ear, ear wigs that yep. can get into you. Well, we'll talk about right? It's simply listening intently. So can you do only do it for portals? And windows, or do you I anything? Do it, I do it for walls if it's not a thick too. wall. If it's a like a, if they're in a shack, well, like in the adventure, they were going around the shacks. I would allow them mm -hmm. to listen if they wanted to. Yep. The thief and his so now on page twenty eight. The thief and his or her accomplices must then be quiet, but not silent, as in moving. Right. This function can be repeated as often as desired. So that's pe people don't often realize that. Like attempt to open doors, I think, can be repeated again and again and again. Yep. Listening at... After a while, you become fatigued. Sure. But it, was, it says on page 60, when Dyrell heard you, character was listening, will hear a clink, footsteps, murmuring voices, or as appropriate. Uh, you know, they're, 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 be imprecise. So don't tell them that you hear, you know, 12 orgers behind the door. Right. right. You hear something. Some's murmuring. Right. Could be, maybe it's human, maybe, or common, maybe it's not. Yep. Right. And it's a full minute. And right. I know somewhere it says that you've got to take off 
Yeah, your headgear has to be. Your headgear. Yep. To do that. And so, yeah, you like, I mean, yeah, I think And it I says it on page 19. Oh, the thief, you. just like any other character, must take helmet or others obstructing headgear in order to press his ear to the surface and be heard. And I know you like, I think I suggested this to right. you, and you liked it. I like it, this, right. That the you earwig. Take, you take, they're very rare. Very rare. Which, which is, is a 4% chance. Is that 4% chance? I think so. It's 2 or 4% of frequency. See. So what we're looking at is uh, the earwig, which is another troll monster, kind of like the lurker above and the trapper and the mimic. 4%. Uh, um, says, you know, it goes into people's ears, comes out of wood. And well, it basically just it kills you, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you're a big troll because do you even know it's there? Uh, no, you may not. It has to make a hit, and if it grafts into your ear, you're pretty much dead. And so we like it that when you listen at a door, you have to make if it's wood. Free, yeah, you basically have a 4% chance of an encounter. So if you roll, and you, okay, you, okay, don't, no, you, well, you don't know it, though. Right, you but just, so you just announce to the player. Right. Okay, he, he, he collapses. He, he kind of does... <laughs> no one knows why. It's a little bit of blood maybe dripping out of the earth, whatever. It's like Khan right. or whatever. Right. That's right, Khan. Yeah, Wrath of Khan. Earseeker. That's right. Right, because let's make it worse. That's what I meant. Not earseeker. Earseeker. Yes. <laughs> earseeker. That's let's right. Let's make it worse on thieves. So, you, so ha, you know, unless you're, you're not going to put in, unless you're going to roll for every door uh, what the earseeker is, or earwig, that's right, uh, um, you're going to... You, you can roll at that point. Right, and I think part of that was at least the way Gary described it. If they're if they're listening at every door, right, and they're searching, and the game is grinding down, this right. is when you can pull this out. And I think that's exact. Put it or put it in, so to speak. Right. I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, to, right. to, to, to deter to, to deter just constant of reverse reaction. You gotta love one, don't you? Yeah, and then when they so, don't do that, then they get killed horribly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That, welcome, welcome to first edition. I love it. Exactly. Okay, so now we are on to climbing walls. Right, so climbing walls. Exactly. Climbing walls, climbing. another abused thing. Right, so climbing walls. Oh, is, did they talk about it on this? Where is it? Yeah, it is. It's number two on the, near the bottom. Ascending and oh, descending thank you, vertical. Yes. Right. Ascending and descending vertical surfaces, the ability to climb up and down walls. It assumes that the surface is coarse. And offers ledges and cracks. And see, to me, then everyone should, I mean, that's like rock climbing. Everyone can rock climb. But I think somewhere it said, I, can't, I remember somewhere they said, yeah, no, thieves can't, non-thieves can't climb. Right, no, they said they can't. That's what they're saying here. But yeah. if it has footholds, I could understand if it's a sheer face why thieves can do it, no one else can, because right. they're, they're trained on it. But right. if, it, if it has ledges and rock climbing, it's, it seems stupid, but that's the rule. Well, that's, yeah, it's when you bring rope. It is assumed that the thief is successful until the midpoint of the climb, which again, I guess it doesn't matter right. if it's 10 feet, feet or 1,000 feet. You're only doing two rolls, right? Yep. It would be more interesting if you had to do it like every like I used to do 50 it every, feet. I used right? to do it every 10 feet. Well, because that's more, you know, that's like you're nervous, like you're up right. to here. That's much more dramatic. Yeah, we, we used to do it based on your movement rate, which again is described in page 19. Sense. Yeah. Non-slippery. Well, you could make an argument for that. The, that's right, the midpoint of the, you could do twice per movement. At that point, the dice are rolled to determine can assess a score in excess of the adjusted base chance in case the thief has slipped and fallen. And of course, if you're using the real way, the adjusted. Right, which is 1d10 first, then 3, then 1 plus 2 plus 3 right. plus 4 for every 10 feet. Yeah. That's sure death. Um, yeah, I've had more thieves die from falling 
or be knocked out than I've ever had them from fighting in combat. Right, of course. Oh yeah, these are always falling. They're climbing statues and falling. Right. They're always falling. They're drunken, they're like drunken monkeys. They are, they're like, they're like college Stumble. kids. That's right, stumbling up spring breakers or just climbing yeah. up out of the porch and flying Climbing, up. trying to climb up to a balcony and yeah. falling. That's why their wisdom has to be low. Cause That's right. No one would climb. Yeah. You, you, and you climb more than 10 feet, you're dead. Now the good news is, unlike the other scores, the climb walls where it starts pretty darn high. Yeah, unless you unless you go to page 19, which again is super fun when you have to determine the the condition of the surface and the wall discrepancy. Because if oh. it's yeah. if it uh, slightly slippery, doubles the chance of slipping and falling. Sl slippery surface makes the chance of slipping and falling ten times more likely. Thus, a slippery surface cannot be attempted successfully at any thief under six level. And even a tenth level thief has a ten percent chance per round of slipping and falling. So this is the rate. The rate really doesn't matter though because you're just doing it. Wait. That's rate. Be certain to check each round. Yeah. Oh, so this changes. So the DMG changed the rule because they just said the midpoint. Yeah, I remember doing it every round, but then I, I You're would, right. I would just go back because it was well, the DMG yeah. DMG well, supersedes, know, right? <laughs> so yeah, each that's round. exactly right, yeah. So this is actually so if you're gonna have so yeah, you gotta pause, hit the pause button in the game and be like, okay, what's the height? What's the surface like? And then you gotta check each round. And where is the, uh, how do you do the adjust? Oh, oh, there it is, I see. Doubles the chance of slipping and falling. Okay, and most, most dungeons will fall in a fairly rough to rough category. So I guess what you gotta do is if you're writing a module, we gotta describe every- the surface. How high it is, what's the surface like. Right. Or you can just do it like we do, do, do it midpoint in the other one and, and just come up on the fly some arbitrary. I know, but penalty. so if you're playing by the by book, the book yeah. it, it, the MG Super So if it's a 20 foot, think about this. If it's a, oh, I want to climb up to the top of this, you know, there's moldy cavern, yeah. slimy cavern. Mm -hmm. It would take six minutes if it's smooth and you have to roll six times and the chance of you doing it is yeah. pretty crappy. Yeah. You'll never get up there. Okay, cool. That's right. I it'd, like this role. It'd be either, easier to make a human pyramid and have people climb up like the, uh, the, some, the amazing Karmasa right. brothers or whatever to get up there. Now this is the one that I think is interesting, is the, the read languages. Yes, the read language, another one. So climb walls, again, it's a skill. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a skill that you definitely want to, it's, it's something that thieves should do a lot. So, Again, unless there's some, uh, you know, unless they're being shot at or whatever, a lot of times they'll be like, you can get up there, even yeah. a first level thief. Right. What's the chance of, you know, if you're going to climb over a fence and you're going to fall and get killed, really? That's, that should never happen. I mean, those are kind of some of the roles I kind of, I maybe should admit, it's kind of right. trying to fight. You know, I'm just right. kind of rolling, but I know they're going to make right. it. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, read languages. Yes. I find this an odd one. So right. I don't know the language. I've never seen it before, but I'm trained in my ability to read new languages. Am I understanding that right? Right. Uh, they're linguistics. So um, why is a thief of my learning linguistics? I don't know. That's a great question. Right? I mean, that's a strange class, isn't it? So this is like a normal classroom session at the guild. You go in there, there's little desks, and you've got like a... A teacher of languages. Well, but they, they do caveat that, and this is something we could do. It says, at fourth level, this is on the top of mm -hmm. uh, 27, burglars, thieves are able to read 20% uh, of languages, and this ability increases by 5% of each additional level, up to 80 probabilities attained. 
This enables the possibility of instructions and treasure maps without having to resort to magic item or spell. So you could adjudicate this. As this they can't read everything. They can read certain things that are pertaining to them. Like, you know, when they're casing a joint, they know maps, they know this and that. It's not like they can just read anything off the well, top. Well, why can I not understand a treasure? Why can I not? I'm, I'm not a thief. Why can I not read certain instructions or a treasure map? Well, they would be in different languages. That's the idea. Well, it's a magic to... item or a spell. Oh, so they're in different... So it's instructions and they're in, in some yeah, language. Cobalt. It's the Cobalt King's okay. treasure map. And so I can decipher it. Potentially. I got a roll, so right. I don't always know Cobalt. Right, but you're not, not, you're not reading the Cobalt King's diary. You could read it that way. I'm not saying you have to read it that way, but that it would be a way to read it. Read languages. So in the DMG, the ability assumes that the language is, in fact, one which the thief has encountered sometime in the past. Oh, oh that, that, of course. That which the player's handbook giveth, the DMG taketh right. away. Silly me. Ancient and strange languages that you as a DM have previously designated are always totally unreadable. So it's not automatic. But then that's where, you know, this goes back to the play. Well, how do I know my player character? So you'd have to say, this is ancient whatever you've never seen. But so it's sort of like the Thieves Guild is like telling you, like, look, right. there's a good chance when you're doing right. this job, you're going to run into certain lines. So chapter one, we're going to look kobold. Right. You know, chapter two, orc. Well, our, our territory includes gnomes right. and dwarves right. and elves. Well, that's a good point. And they hand out these things for it. But if you've never seen, yeah. a, if you've never seen an ogre, you're not going to be able to know that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but even, not, even if the ability to read a language, the thief should always be allowed only to get the percentage of the meaning that is written in his or her percentage ability. So wow. the rest would have to be guessed at. Language which are relatively close to that would not incur such a penalty. So the, the question then is, so yeah, this is a lot of fun times you're going to have here. Uh, um, you're going to have to figure out how much they understand, how close is it relative to the language. You know, so it's, it's, I assume goblin and hobgoblin are pretty similar. So if they know goblin... They probably could do hobgoblin. But so well. I only get, like, if my chance is 20%, I only right. get 20%. Right. Uh, if you I'll succeed, get, like, so one you get one every, one every five words, you figure out. <laughs> that would be fun. When you have, like, written out, and you just give them one every five words. Right. Figure it out. Right. You just basically take each sentence and pull a word out. Cat. Guess that. Yeah. Uh, lover. Right. You know. Let's go. Small. Man. What know. else do we need? That's right. Got it. Take us to the treasure. Right. <laughs> Follow me. Right. Right. So then, well, well, here's the part that's interesting, because then you've got at 10th level, so 10th yeah. level, this is on number 4 on page 27. So at 10th level, you can read 50% of a language. But at 10th level, master thieves are able to decipher magical writings, utilize scrolls of all sorts, excluding those of clerical but not druidic nature. So is this including within my percentage? Do I still have to right. have the percentage roll? Right. Yep. However, the, so in other words, it just adds now a tenth level. It's, I'm still going on the percentage thing, but I'm now clicking in as the ability to decipher magical writings. Yes. Okay. That's right. Okay, I got gotcha. well, you. And then I can. And this gets interesting. Well, I know I, I, I stand corrected. It's saying you have a straight twenty-five percent chance. Now you could argue it should continue to. Increase. Oh, I see. I see. I would say you could read it. Wait, 25% chance that the writings will be misunderstood. Right. So first you re try to read to understand it. You say yes, you understand it. You, this is a scroll of bless. Then you still have a flat 25% chance of mis. Oh, so you think I need to make the first roll. To even understand what it is. And then I, then I roll and it's 25% Well, bless would chance. not be worse because it's clerical. But if it was a, a magic missile spell, you could have a chance to read it. Okay. So you think then a 25% chance that I misunderstand it. And it's different. And, and um, 
those are magical writings, so that could be something that's you know uh, encrypted. It may not be a scroll necessarily. It could be a spell book. It could be right. something that's put in in yep. Cramperhand languages would help if you had a helm of that. Um, but it could it could be cryptid writings that are in magical script. They may not necessarily be a scroll or that. Then you still have the chance. Furthermore, magic spells from scrolls may be mispronounced when uttered, so that there is an increasing chance per level of the spell that it will be it will reverse its intent. So you'd have to adjudicate that, which is super fun. Okay, and and that's yeah, that things you don't have to worry about too much because you're tenth level thing. But you you know you have to figure that out. Okay, and uh, we know that um, I can't build strongholds. Nope. But I can have a place for a guild, right? Right. A location that'll be close to town. May use a small castle-type building to set up for Gang of Thieves. Okay. Shall we talk quickly about... Which, again, is super fun if you um, have that kind of game. Because, you know, obviously, if you're taking over a town, you've got to fight other gangs. Right. And you will. That's right. That will happen. I mean, if you have... Or or try to recruit them first, then there'd be a gang war and everything else. Yeah. But that's very campaign-y. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about the adjustments because it takes some time, right? You've got right. to go different places. You start on page 28 yep. based on your level, and we know classically you start very low with yeah. the percentage. And that's really money. the big thing is that you think you should be, you know, pickpocket 30% for, you have only one in three chance to pickpocket off a, off a, a zero-level guy. That, I mean, even burglars today right. are able to do right. more because they'd be, all be arrested right. if it wasn't the right. case. So to right. me, that seems ridiculous, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And your race adjusted and your dexterity adjusted, so you have to. It takes some time. You got to flip around, right? Because right. the dex. It would have been nice if the dex adjustments had been not with the dex, actually the thieves. But yep. so you got to do adjustments from page twenty-eight and, and page, page twelve. Twelve. Yep. And it seems to me that you know, and I think that um, Rob from our group has mentioned this. There's different types of these. Like dwarves are very good at opening locks and finding and removing traps, yeah. which makes sense. Right. They're not good at climbing walls. Um, so it depends on what kind of thief you're going to run. Is uh, Again, humans get no racial bonuses, so they're kind of... Um, right. If you're going to be a power gamer, you could look... At, hey, is that the grog line? No, I don't think so. So white from, wondering where I am. It's probably, so late. Yeah, from, the, from a, net, uh, a net positive, the halfling is the best. In other words, if you want to add up all the bonuses... Yes. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Are you removing read languages, did you say? Remove read languages. Is that what you said? Or no? I was like... No, if you go across... Forget about read language. Come on, can we... Because can we, uh, we, look, what I care about is I don't care about my percentage read language because there's some really people big ones. People are passing out because we've taken so long. I'm I know. Just, I'm just letting are we you know. losing people? Well, because they live in foreign countries and they're like, oh my God, this is going on forever. Okay, the door, I'm going to take out read languages out. Okay. Because I think that's... Come on, uh, who cares? Yeah. So the dwarf... Is plus is, is plus fifteen, right? Because we got the fifteen. They can't. They're plus fifteen. Right. The elf is what we are. Oh, it's plus twenty. Right. So the elf is better overall. You overall. get more bonuses to right. all your stats. Right. The gnome is. Wow, this is good. Twenty, thirty. It's plus 35. twenty. Oh, that's really good. What was the elf? Was plus twenty. Twenty. Yeah. So the elf and the gnome are at plus twenty. The dwarf is fifteen. Right. Half elf it's plus fifteen. Oh, so they're down there. Halfling. Oh, this looks pretty good, right? What do you got? Thank 10. you, Cyber Heston. That's good to hear. 20, 25. Is it plus 30? Yeah. The halfling's the best as far as... Right, if you take out read language, yeah, it's take plus out 30. And the half-orc, of course, we know is going to be terrible. It's plus 15. It's so rude. Mine is trying to read language. Like, the half-orcs are stupid or something. Well, they're, they're, they're ignorant. They're ignorant. So, so which one was the worst, half-orc? Half-orc and, oh, wait. Oh, and, and dwarf. 
Oh, that's very interesting. They're half orc, dwarf, and elf are plus fifteen. Ah, uh, and then the uh, they're all better. So, so really, it's the it's the halfling's the best. Halfling's yeah. the best. Halfling, if you want overall advantage. Overall, but they're not going to be bright. But if you want someone who's good at opening locks and finding room traps, yeah. you want the dwarf or the gnome. Right. Well, you want the dwarf. the dwarf. If you want finding room traps, open locks, and the other reason because. Traps, if they fail, what's typically going to happen to them? It will detonate. Maybe. Well, and they, or there's a poison oh, needle. Right. And dwarves get advantage to oh, save for, for poison. That's a very good point. So the dwarf and is. And gnomes do too, and halflings. For poison? Oh, maybe not for poison. I thought it was maybe just, just spells. I think, I think you're right. Halfling it might just be for spells. Dwarf, gnomes is for spells. Yeah, okay. But. That's right. So if you want to be that, I'm opening doors and locks and I'm doing all that, best one is uh, dwarf. Right. Gnome is kind of a combination of that. Uh, then the halfling is best for the sneaky, stabby. Yeah. It's got the best move, move silently, plus 10, and the right. best hide in shadows, plus 15. And as a halfling, as we talked about, they have, if they're by themselves, ahead of the party 90 feet, they right. have an advanced chance to surprise. Elves, too? And elves. Elves, too, right. And half elves, or no? I can't remember. I don't remember half Okay, so that's right. So there's different types of thieves. Of thieves. Right. But you should probably be a dwarf or a halfling. Is that it, what we're saying? Right. If you're not a dwarf or a halfling, maybe you're multi-class right. or something. Well, and again, the human is at a big disadvantage because they don't have infravision. Um, what kind of thief am I getting? Oh, so I want to, can I, I'd like to be half, can I now, as we end the thief, are we ready to end the thief I, segment? Oh yeah, we've been ready. Can yeah. I sneak, yeah, can I, can I sneak into David Thompson's room and uh, pickpocket him? So what do I need sure. to do? I want to listen. Can I move, I'm going to go quietly up to his door. Don't I have to do that first? I'm level one. Uh, you want to sneak in? Wait, first, I'm going to go to his door to listen quietly. Okay. Well, first, he, first, you have to, first you have to, I have to roll, si if you move silently toward the door. I can't look, yeah. That's right. I'm not going to know. Right. Okay, what's your chance? Well, let's For just move say, silently. all right, well, I'm just doing, a, <laughs> well, I'm a halfling, and I have an 18 dex, so hang on, it's 25 to make things longer. Yeah, it's twenty five. Hold on, it is. It is. It is thirty five. Okay, so I move up. You don't know if I made. I don't know if I made it or not. You right? made thirty five total. Thirty five is my total. Okay, so I don't know. I'm I, I know what rolled you had. Okay, I want to hear noise. Okay, so I don't know if there's anything in there or not. So you right. got to roll. So I don't know. You know, it's pretty. It's like What's 10. your chance? Like it matters. Fifteen. Hang on. Oh, it doesn't matter. Fifteen. Okay, so. Um, I don't know what the laws for shotguns and weapons they have in Australia. I think they banned a lot of things, but as you're creeping up towards the thing, and as and you're I'm starting to open the lot, well, you haven't got that far. You, wow. you're, putting, you're putting your ear towards the yes. thing. You hear, uh, you hear the the voice of uh, Thane, Thane, ex Thane slash now Chamberlain's most august Australia. Going, Who is at my door? You're terrible. You, I heard you from a mile away. Literally, you just walk. It's like you U clotted up. UPS. <laughs> Delivery. <laughs> Delivery. Amazon. Amazon. Do I have a, you know, so, all right. So yeah. that, that didn't work. So no, that, that's, didn't work. that's being a so thief. Now, so now you run, so you run away. No, I'm going to try to open the lock. Okay. So you, you're, as, you're, as you're trying to explain this, you're is trying to. Is the door locked? Yeah. Does I find the door locked? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course try, it is. I'm going to try to open All right. So let's see. Well, you can, you, can roll, you can roll open lock. You should know. That's right. I should know, right? 32, did you open? 32, let me see. Open locks, I'm a halfway, that's not great, 25. Oh, I do get plus five, that's 30. Oh, and I got a dex, that's gonna work, isn't it? I think. Oh, this is awesome, we want this door to open. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you blow, pop. You you open the door. And that so what, I open the lock. What's your strength? Oh, I'm a half. Let's just roll three dice, six yeah. maybe. Yeah. One, one. Can you be a thief if you're five or less? <laughs> oh no! I thought I was a thief. This is gonna go poorly. <laughs> this is good. Yes, oh, seven. seven. Okay, good. Wait, no, wait, seven strength. Yes, yeah. I can be a thief. I have a seven okay. strength. So now you try to open the door. All right, what do I need? A one. Is this a stuck door? It's a, of course, it's, it's a normal dungeon door. What do you mean? <laughs> he needs to open his doors. How does he get the bed each night? He is a He's large strong. man. Have you seen him? You're a small little half All right, I'm like, uh, uh, So uh. then he, he goes back to bed, because it's going to take you uh, a, a number of minutes to... He's actually getting his weapon out. All right, give me a pickpocket. He's actually giving me one pickpocket. Okay, chance. so some. Well, actually, after a while, he opens the door because he's tired of you trying to open it. He, goes, oh. he looks down at you and goes, "What do you want?" I'm hiding in shadows. I'm not going to backstab. <laughs> okay, here, hide in shadows. I'm not looking at the I'm dice because it doesn't matter. Because you're I'm a fool. You're a fool. <laughs> oh, you would have made it if, if you weren't doing it. <laughs> Wait, it was under direct observation. Yeah, it was a direct observation. You, you open the right, door. I'm going to try to pickpocket while he's looking. All right, go ahead. Oh, you want to see while he's looking? What's your chance? 30, he's looking, that doesn't help, does it? 30, well, 35, 45. You know, I rolled a 45, so. Yes, and then I run. And then you Can run. I run is you get opportunity attack. He you has die an 20. attack. See, it does. I'm, I'm like a good dex. Two, I'm out of there, baby. Yes. Wow. Woohoo! Thank what you. did I get, Lint? Thank you, uh, well, we'll have to roll that later. There is, a Dragon's Foot has a very cool right. uh, table for our random pickpocket. So if, yes. you, if you're a patron, we will come to your house and steal, we'll knock, we'll yes. break your door down, we'll break open your lock, and then when you come out to investigate, we'll come steal from you. Yes, he's gonna wake up in the morning, he's like, where is, you know, what happened to my cell phone? Wow, that's awesome. I stole his cell phone. That is incredible. You think he had like one of those nightcaps, like Ebenezer Spoon, you know what I mean? Nice little hats. Uh, yeah, like a little gown. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'll, I, we'll still have him to send a picture. There's no pockets. He's asleep. What was now. I picking? Hey, you know, you'll have to you have to call him later. Ask him what it was. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, so oh, hey, so Cyber Heston, if you want us to come to your house and break in, just let us know. We'll be happy to do that. Well, next week is assassin, so we may just assassinate you, or at that's least try right to up. assassinate you. So. Or maybe one of you, you know, so just let us know if that's what you want. We'll be happy to do that. See, it was worth, thank you, Cyber Heston. It was worth waiting for. That's right. Staying three, through the whole segment. Three hours Three later. hours later. That's I know right. there's a Gator game starting. I know, we got to get going. Okay, so, uh, oh, please do. He wants, he, okay. Uh, okay, we're going to assassinate Cyber Heston. All right, Remember. Cyber Heston is on the list for an assassination. Okay, next week. Uh, All right. Role-playing assassin. So, I don't need the FBI. Like, so, yes, that's right. We are not, this is role-playing. We're not actually going to murder our, no. our patrons. I think, right. I don't think Slamer. we have. Yeah, we, have, we don't have that many patrons of murdering wisdom. So, mm -hmm. uh, if, if, hey, Cyrus, if you can do info at GrodCon to give me some idea of your, uh, not your real house, just general things so I can make sure he doesn't, you know. <laughs> not his address. Yeah, I don't want your address. I don't want pictures of it. Just whatever, whatever protections that you want me to include ah, as like part of this. Ah, like a lock, poison needle trail. Right. Well, I should know about any of this. Right, yeah, you should know. So just let me know what you want me to add as far as, and we'll be happy to do this. Yeah, because he needs protection. Right. He well, knows we're coming. I assume you're not just random, you're not a psycho killer, you're just murdering no, people. No, he knows there's a hit on him. Right. Cyber Heston owes money to right. the Thieves Guild. The Thieves Guild has hired an assassin right, so, to take care of stuff. Yeah, you, right. so give, yeah, in fact, give us a little backstory of why, why, why the Assassin's Guild is coming after this you. This could be an incomprehensible death right. too. That's exactly. And it. if it goes really well, uh, if it comes together, let's just poison put him to sleep. Thanks. Yeah, we could do that. Um, that could be a regular segment, maybe, like the assassination segment. <laughs> that's right. Well, because <laughs> if, uh, if that's the case, then, you know, depending 
I don't know if you have Skype. Uh, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just have you Skype on uh, at at that for next week. We could just do that. Have you get a attempted assassination? Sounds great to me. And you know what kind of assassin I'm going to be? Cleric assassin. Cleric assassin. You know, half war cleric assassin is right. coming. Yeah, and so my just, deity is Bagtrue. I love Bagtrue. Uh, it's Bagtrue, the, the 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 stupid one, right? He's the, the not as intelligent. The dummy one, right? Okay, that's rude. Okay. That's well, rude. He's intelligently challenged. Yeah, again, no pressure. If you send me the notes, great. Uh, if you want to get on, that's great intelligence too. Intelligence is relative. Okay. Well, not for him. His intelligence is like four or something, or five. <laughs> he has almost a little bit more. Okay, well, yeah, use it. Well, we would love that. All right, great. Uh, suggestion. Suggestion. Do you have a suggestion this week? Well, I want to see Chance to probably oh. already have, but the porcelain sword of Queen Ashala, because I went through that adventure. Yeah. And I had a ton of fun. Yep. So, you know, it's available on Castle Entertainment. It is. Right? But so. for our patrons, uh, they will be getting it as a yeah. PDF. I, and I have to talk to him, because I know he says he's going to do further revisions, so I don't know if we want to send it to the version oh, yeah. that he's now. And it may or... not be available yet, so yeah, I think right. you may need to wait for it. Yeah, so I, I have to follow up with him. But So we may send you two versions. We may send you the version that he sent us, mm -hmm. which is the pre-release version, which is the one he sent. And then there will be a final version, because he does playtesting, and he, he puts that out, too. So you'd actually get two copies of it. Uh, that's a great example. Um, I, my suggestion, and I'll put that, if there is a link, I'll put that. The second item is, for me, is I was reading um, about OSR, and, you know, there's been a lot of movement on OSR, mm -hmm. and there was, kind of like the old school primer that you suggested, yeah. mm -hmm. there was another one, and I'll send the link, and I apologize, I didn't write it in my notes, but uh, very good at the, the flavor of 1E and how to run 1E. We've talked about that, how, you know, it's more about exploring, it's not about railroading, it's about... Uh, XP is important for treasure gathering. It's you know there's a lot of attributes of it, and I thought it did a really good job of it. So I'm going to uh, put that out there. That's my suggestion. Great. I'll put the links in there. And can I also do just a real quick shout? So we got some conventions coming. We got some money gaming yeah. coming. So Alan Grow, he is right now at Tsunami Con in Wichita, and he's okay. running two sessions. I mean, you pretty much have to be there already, but yeah. he's running two sessions of Introduction to the World of Greyhawk Wonderful. and AD&D First Edition. So I wish him well. Hope his uh, his uh, sessions went well. And, of course, at Game Hall, October 31st to November 3rd, we have friends of the show yeah. that are running games. Carlos Leising is running three okay. 1E games. Uh, David Aho, who um, I know from uh, GaryCon, is uh, running 1E games. And Chip Pearson, who I know Vic knows Chip Pearson, if I recall correctly. I went through a game with Chip. Uh, he's a great DM as well. So And others. So uh, if you're looking for a 1E game and you're in the Midwest, uh, right. Game Hall coming up, has got a, uh, a lot of 1E games, so I wish everyone there Yeah, well. I mean, that would be great if we could figure out how to get, I mean, the, you know, it's always hard to get time off from work and everything else, but it would be super fun to go to something in the fall and then do Gary Kong in yeah. the spring. And so. Yeah, and probably Dave Aho, I'll probably mispronounce his name. Aho, my apologies. All right, and, and we've got some future guests coming up potentially. We're working on that yeah. as well. So um, I, let's roll for our D10, see how we did. All right, let's do Because we've gone long. I'm giving a minus one. I'm sorry. Yeah, all right. That's fair, right? Two. To one. That's about right. It's our worst show ever. Well, it's our worst show because we went long. And yeah, but now what's the good news? You know what the good news is? It's only go up from here. It's only get better. That's right. Well, and only reason because, you know, when we have our, our dear listeners falling asleep because <laughs> it's one o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, when, when, when your most dedicated <laughs> listeners are going to sleep. Right. Well, the thieves we deserved have, to have his pocket pick. No, but yeah, well, that's true. Thieves that have true. a lot to it, and I think, um, you know, we could spend another hour. I think in some ways they're the most complex because they have these skills that 
you want to encourage as a first edition old school. You know, you want them to think out of the box and use these creatively. But the tension is you don't want it abused. So uh, we're on YouTube. We're on, thank you. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on website. We're on, I think the people who listen to us, they realize we jibber jabber and spend a lot of time on this. This is so. what makes us different. That's right. Uh, we're on Google Play, iTunes. Please review, like, and subscribe. Um, if you have requests uh, for future items or guests, info at grogcon.com. We are going to start thinking about grogcon as soon as possible. Over the next couple of weeks, if you are a patron, you will have a uh, exclusive video where we're going to talk about grogcon. We're not going to do it today because we're already three hours into it. Um, but maybe next week or the week after, we're going to sit down and talk about right. our future things. So, on behalf of, uh, I'm Dan. I'm I'm James. <laughs> I'm Dan, and. Uh... And, and Go Delicious. From Go Delicious. And uh, thank you so much, and we will see you next time on Grog Talk. This is Big Opus Puppy Production.